When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Guardians, tonight on the Destiny Show podcast, we are back with the founder of Doc Realities and a huge, huge Destiny 2 fan. He is an entrepreneur, investor with a passion of helping other Guardians through charity and the spirit of giving back. Doc is an amazing Guardian who is often found playing Destiny 2. And we are so, so excited to finally meet the man legend. Doc, welcome to the show. You are way too kind. Please keep your two things about me. Keep expectations low, very, very low, and I'm humble. I'm just kidding. But uh, <laughs> this is so great to be here, guys. It's a really a pleasure. Uh, it's a pleasure being a fan of the show for a while, been listening to you guys. And, and, um, and you know, I, I think it's admirable how you guys try to keep your composure after all these challenges that we've been having for so long uh, in this community. So anyways, it's a pleasure and I'm glad to, um, to be here with you all. Looking forward to the chat tonight. Well, thank you. Thank you. And the pleasure is all ours. And we're not done yet, Guardians. We also have our good friend, Mr. E, returning to us from... Uh, so d- would you like my little corner of the internet or my little yeah, corner let's, let's of the world? Here. Let's get to the bottom of it. Let's tell us about, about yourself. We know you're a freelance Destiny 2 content creator and you're doing your thing over on Twitch. Yep, I've been branching off into YouTube a little bit, trying to mm-hmm. kind of get my feet wet in there. Um, Mainly a Twitch content creator. I've been over on Twitch for, I want to say about two, three years. Um, started originally over on Mixer. Yay. Um, Rip back, Mixer. When that, back when that was a thing. Imagine. <laughs> <laughs> the less said, the better. <laughs> but yeah, I've, I've been a big Destiny fan. Uh, ever since day one, I actually bribed my boss to let me out of work early. So I could go get an Xbox and a copy of Destiny 1 on launch night. That's some next level dedication. Dedication. (laughs) And Guardians, we got another awesome Guardian on the show with us. He's part of our clan fam. Voltali, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. It's a fine evening here. Um, lots of fun stuff to talk about. Lots of great conversations to be had about so many things. 
excited to finally have you on the show. Yeah, I'm very happy to be here. Yeah, really excited. We're going to dive into a lot of really fun talks tonight, including Grandmaster Nightfalls. We're going to talk about the future of Destiny 2. We're going to talk about some bugs that have been happening in the game. And we're going to get to know Doc a little bit more here on the Destiny show. So, so excited. But we're going to kick things off with my co-host, Shadow Price. What is up? Hey, just happy to be here. Uh, this fine panel of Guardians. Uh, got a packed house So it, on the show tonight. So Literally, literally a packed house. Yeah. We don't usually have this many people on, so it's like it's kind of cool when we get a good amount of people because we get to bounce, uh, you know, topics off one another and share everybody's thoughts. So um, it's going to be pretty cool. I I try to do these panels, you know, occasionally. Occasionally I'm like, you know what, let's just have a free for all. Let's get everybody together. Let's just talk. Let's, you know, just have fun, talk about the game. I think we're at that point where, you know, we're starting to know a little bit more about the final shape. We know that Cade's coming back. We're pretty deep into Season of the Deep. No fun intended there. And, you know, we, we have intended. a pretty good idea of what's to come. You know, we, we have somewhat of a picture of where this is going. Do we, we really? Closer, right? Do we really? Do you really think so? That we have a picture of what's coming? Do we, <laughs> honestly, like, I... I, I I don't, I don't want to sound, you know, like I'm throwing, but it's, um, I, I don't know. I really do not know. This is the first time in, in, in a while that I have no idea what's going on. Um, I, this expansion, um, in my opinion, that we received was a little bit of a shell. And, and I think in theory, was, it was done purposely because, you know, this goes back to the development sort of um, chat that Bungie had with other sort of developers and and um and gamers as well where they said that we're going to do very minimal or very drip feed or very controlled messaging so the expectations we maintain it low and as long as it's profitable it's going to work so i personally again this is just me tenfold half for two seconds i i think this expansion uh, i know the community says that doesn't belong here or that it was just uh wishy-washy or a mixed match or not fully realized i think it was intentionally realized as is i think bungie just pushed it too far that they gave us so very little that there is so much confusion as to what exactly is happening that the other seasons are in a way in church intentionally letting you know what's happening to pick up the pieces. I think if they would have sent out a fully realized expansion, the next of the season would have been more of a flavor addition to that. And I think people would have, have would have a much better, different reaction. Kind of like Witch Queen. When Witch Queen happened, we were like, okay, we get it. We understand. When we're sick, it happens. Okay, we get it. We understand. Shadow Keep, eh, we don't like, give or take. But this one was so, so much of a show that... I am still trying to put the pieces to where Ron, you know, uh, the Ray fits to what's happening now to where the season of the deep is. It feels very, again, uh, when is, I feel as if um, when it, when is due, Bungie will let you know a little bit more, but I think it's grabbing you that attention It's doing that purposely to just grab you so much to that extent. Again, just, just, I, 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 I respectfully, Corn. I don't know what's going, on, what's going on. I'm, I'm struggling a little bit on that one. So, do you like the fishing? 
Is the, how's the fishing going for you? <laughs> well, the, the fishing is therapeutic, I must say. I, I think that, uh, you know, one of the things we tell our patients sometimes and our clients is to find a hobby. We know when things are not going, uh, not going as, as planned uh, to find a way to, um, to connect. And for me, it's been therapeutic just to actually go and, and fish and, and get that feeling of D1 when you get an exotic. You know what I mean? Remember that feeling when you've been grinding mm -hmm. for like, 10, you know, 10 days of your life and you finally get a symbol of hope of an exotic when you get that rare fish. Um, you know, that's kind of nice because, you know, it allows me to just, you know, get on Discord, talk to the guys, um, you know, from Spain or Venezuela or Argentina, some the game is from Brazil sometimes as, uh, you know, I, I, I do content in Spanish and English, sometimes a little bit Portuguese. And so it's good to just, just sit there and fish. Um, and connect but i but again i'm trying to see the big picture and one of the things i um you know you were talking about you know we know that k is coming back i would love to feel good about k coming back and that's really sad to say um mm. you know as you mentioned your point corn um you know i i was at uh, e3 when forsaken was released and the in playstation had a whole floor and outside, there were gamers who actually did, and I have the photos on my phone, I have to find out, send them to you, where people did a procession, a funeral for Kate. There were people crying. There were people engaged. There were people laughing. And then they had a line of bungee employees and developers and gamers. And I had the opportunity to play Gambit with a couple of gamers and some of bungee employees. But it was the first time that I got my hands on Gambit, and they'll give you an emblem, sign of the Gambit. Um, and it was one of the greatest experiences because we were laughing, we were cracking jokes. It felt like a community. It felt like I had access to these guys and I missed that. So when I saw that Kay was coming back, I, I was shocked that I had no reaction. I was literally shocked uh, to my core, I, especially a game that I spent thousands of hours. I've completed Every seal in this game, I haven't missed a single one. Even oh. even all the trial ones every season, which hashtag painful. Uh, all the gambit, <laughs> I have never never missed anything because I I I am a big fan of the lore. I'm a completionist. Um, but this is the first time in, in a while where I feel like we're getting a shell of what of what this game could actually be. And I'll stop there for like two seconds before I start crying again. <laughs> No, like to to carry on with that though, it, I I hundred percent agree. It feels like Bungie are trying to push as much like like the way I see Destiny at the moment is like like you know those giant um like tankers of water with like okay. a tiny almost like a like a beer uh tap at the bottom just mm -hmm. seeing how much they can just open it for like the smallest drop to come out and that's the content <laughs> we're getting at the moment that's how it feels mm -hmm. a, a lot of water analogies here but like you know what i mean um mm -hmm. you know it makes sense to season the deep but like it i feel like so far the highlight of the season has been the dungeon despite its bugs and ridiculous health pulls on the bosses mm-hmm I think that's really the best content we've had this season. And it sucks that a lot of players won't get to experience it because of the new paywall they've added. I say new paywall, yeah. it's been around for a while, the Dungeon Key, but my point being, that wasn't there before. No. And I forgot, I forgot I'm the guy who made the video, but there was a video that I saw Astacross uh, react to uh, this morning, talking about how Destiny as a whole 
has changed and how you know nine mm-hmm. years of this player's life and for what like what is there to show mm-hmm. and he mentioned the dungeons and how the dungeons used to be a part of the expansion like oh you know with mm-hmm. forsaken you got um you know the uh you got the shattered throne which is a really cool hidden dungeon there to figure out how to do it was only available in the week three of the curse it was really you know it's a momentous thing to have to happen every third week oh, yeah. oh now i get to go again Mm-hmm. And then you know, with uh, with Shadow Keep, you had these. Uh, what was it called? Not the Scarlet Keep. Um, heresy. Heresy. Thank you. Um, you had the Pit of Heresy, which I felt was you know, it felt a slightly less grandiose dungeon. But I'm quite biased toward the Taken. I think they're the coolest race. Um, <laughs> and but still, you know, still a very cool theme. Had a great vibe to it. Had you know, it really set the scene, especially with you know the the expansion in the shadow keep and now it's oh yeah you know here have a, another free dungeon on us with prophecy look how cool this is the nine wow and now it's oh yeah you want that you want that experience again twenty dollars right mm-hmm. yeah. give us your credit card details and the three digits on the back and then we might let you play <laughs> and right. it's like yeah but and you know and you know where they started that too on the grasp of avarice like dungeon mm-hmm. right Right. Yeah, the 50th anniversary pack, yeah. Right. And I think the reason why they got away with it was they fed on nostalgia. That and well, they fed on nostalgia of oh, 30 years of Bungie and Galahorn. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, right. Another thing too is like this is an old expression. Like if you give a mouse a cookie, he's gonna ask you for a glass of milk. But I think that they do some reverse. They're like, let's see, let's give him a let's give him like a bad cookie and see if people will complain about it. And they're like, no, they're not. Okay, so let's add more cookies and more cookies. And I think that's what's been happening is more paywall, more paywall. And do not get me wrong, full disclosure, as a stock owner, I am loving this. My stock is going through the roof. Thank you, Bungie. <laughs> Keep it up. This is awesome. But as a gamer, is uh, it's anti-consumer because for me, it's this. If, if I am someone who's dedicated so much for so long, Where's the reward to that person for time investment? For example, if you've been a player of five years and you have thousands of hours and you create content, you talk about this game all the time, where is their 25% discount for getting the new expansion? Or the 50%, like incentivize your player that has been with you for so long. Give him a discount. What about, you know? Shell. Oh my God. If you want silver, for example, how do you incentivize, you know, for example, silver or all these extra things that you can do for your community to engage them. Like, you know, mm-hmm. again, I'm, I'm uh, obviously uh, I'm speaking as a gamer, but if, if I have folks who's been at this for so long and they stuck with me, I will reward them even greater. I may not have the greatest content available, but I will figure out ways to get back to them so they can still support me. But we have come to a place where the community, and again, it's sad to say, but we are in the Stockholm era of Bungie. When we're seeing various, we're seeing different perspective of the community. We're seeing the folks that Bungie can can do no wrong, regardless. We're seeing the folks who are still supporting Bungie, but they're speaking out and the community are kind of pushing them aside and telling them play another game. And we're seeing the community where people are speaking with their wallet and they're speaking with their value and they're speaking with their time. It's if you go to Twitch right now, you're going to see a lot of community creators playing other games, which are not, you know, like Diablo 4, you name it. They're branching out and their communities are following suit. So I think that uh, we are getting close to that moment in time 
come to Jesus conversation when we have we forsaken and year one destiny two that if they don't learn from history again, we're gonna be in a heap of trouble. And resources are going to go away and investors, for example, because investors at the end of the day is all they care about is my rate of return. And the second you hear that a rate of return on this game is not producing the same quality as before, meaning value coming our way to our pockets, we'll be, we'll be raising roof. And I understand that $3.6 billion Bungie will have total, total creativity. I am sorry, but... I've been following PlayStation Mindset for a very long time. Their culture, their business model, the way that they work, it's completely embedded in Bungie. The way the social media is carried, the keywords, the public relations. I have a bit, I have a company, public relations, that we coach organizations in crisis and things like this nature. Um, and I'm seeing very clearly how Bungie has shifted the mindset from gamers to a more of a corporate mindset, where, the, where at the end of the day, the business is what matters. And as long as it's bringing money, regardless of what's being produced, that's a priority for stock owners. Now you have stock owners and then you have your developers now, you know, challenging that and, and that narrative. So where is the balance that has to happen? And my final point on this is this. If this was a true free to play to game, this would have been a completely different conversation because I had that option. But nowadays we don't. Not only you had to pay, uh, you are also sort of pushed towards paying more. I have a colleague of mine who's writing an article on loot boxes, a, a, a PhD from Cornell University, a good friend of mine, who's looking into the psychology of Destiny and other games as well, where right now, even the season pass, you can put first day $100 just to get all the way to the, to, you know, to the end on day one. And the incentives that I provide and the way and the focus of all the things that now you have greater sort of rate of return to a silver than the other things. So if I'm a person that pays money to play this game, what does that leave me? I'm going to feel betrayed. I'm going to feel upset. I'm going to come into <laughs> spaces like this and sound like I'm complaining a little bit. But I'm more concerned than anything because this is what hurts good IPs. And I've seen it over and over and over again. This hurts good IPs. And some people out there are saying maybe perhaps it's because they're pushing their efforts towards Marathon or whatever else is coming. Or maybe they're counting on the fact that this community would eventually just walk their way towards Marathon. I see that very unlikely and something doesn't change. And soon. Because we, this is getting to the point that it's almost at 10 consumer. Uh, that is uh, that is unfriendly and that is anti-gaming and people are watching this outside of this space not just investors but the world out there is watching this a little bit different and they're paying attention to what Bungie is doing to see how much they can get away with it and let me tell you something is going to happen if, if mm. things don't change you don't things improve it ah. honestly feels like a gut punch for lack of a better term like the way like, I remember hearing the news when Bungie broke away from Activision, you know, the rumors that they were popping champagne, ordering pizza, celebrating. We all mm -hmm. thought, oh, Destiny's free from the clutches of Activision, woo. And now it's Bungie, like the way Bungie are acting, it feels like that maybe Activision wasn't the problem. And that scares me to admit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, well this isn't right. <laughs> totally. Well, you know, in Activision Contra was, they were supposed to produce three games. That was the, the, the bargaining chip, in right? A ten -year when it, time frame, it, it, it was a 10-year time frame, correct. 
-hmm. And so that was, you know, that was the kicker. But, you know, Activision numbers are very different for this type of game there, you know, for live service games. And so Bungie was hitting, you know, 300,000 to a million on average, and that was insufficient. So uh, Activision said, you know, here's our resources. Use Vicarious Vision. You what you have to do. They created Forsaken and numbers went up and they wrote that, you know, that coast. They also have private money coming in, angel investment money from China and all these things and what have you. So they were able to pay back Activision to be, you know, quote unquote, self-published, self-independent. Um, but in an era of acquisitions, what, you know, Microsoft is doing, which I don't want to get into that, uh, where <laughs> studios are being bought left and left and right, especially in the U.S., which it's, it's concerning uh, for creativity, it's concerning for, you know, IPs who are developing. Um, Bungie had to do something to be relevant, to have that backup. And PlayStation is one of those places where, because of the Japanese mindset, it's okay to fail, it's okay to rechange, and it's okay to test, and it's okay to bring new ideas. Um, so $3.6 billion later, here we are. And um, I honestly believe that what we have has been intentional, has been 100% intentional to test the waters to what level our Stockholm syndrome is going to pop, honestly. And, um, and it's sad to say that because I don't want to be cynical. I, mm -hmm. I care so much about this game, so many hours. I have cried on this game. I have laughed on this game. I have gained weight, lost weight. I mean, it's, 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 Destiny is so engraved in our family. Five stages yeah. of grief. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Seriously. Like, the amount of anger I felt in trials on a weekly like, basis. Totally. <laughs> like, like, my wife will buy me the expansions before me that we had to be like, man, now I have to reimburse people. Like, so, like, it's, it's that's just, and, and not anymore. Like, it's, that feeling went away. And I understand the reasons why, but we can do better than this. We have to do better than this. So, yeah. These are all really great points. Uh, I think that, you know, Bungie has made some pretty definitive um, actions on monetization. I think most recently that comes to mind for me is the price increase from $10 to 12 for the seasons. However, there is no option for you to purchase dollars worth of currency <laughs> that's needed convenient to buy that content <laughs> to me that aspect of it is very predatory because it's almost like encouraging you to go buy some microtransactions because you have that extra money you know or maybe if you end up wanting to buy the next season you'll have a little bit of money left over i get that but Forcing you to purchase higher amount than what you need, I don't think that's right. To me, that that's a little a little too predatory. So it's it's called predicting consumer behavior. It's something that we do um, um, in one of our one of our marketing strategies is when you can predict the behavior of a consumer based upon actions, you can do those things. Um, if you notice, every season for the past year, Bungie will give you a $15 silver thing and will add you two extra 200 silver plus an emote, right? I don't know if you, if you recall that. Like if you go back, if you go into Steam right now and you look at the other seasons, there's always like a silver bundle. And this is its first time that has been 
relevant because now it doesn't apply to because now it's a challenge to what we need. And so Bungie has been predicting this behavior, analyzing the data for quite some time. Um, and um, and it's based upon impulse buying theory where you do not want to miss out, uh, but at the same time, you want to feel included. So because you've been seeing this pattern for so long uh, and you see that purchase there, your impulse and your mindset, your psychology is going to say, you know what, I have to because mm. this is the progression. And so you're in. Bungie is creating all these things. It's not for us, the savvy gamers. They're creating this for folks who, who just got their account and they see Astercross and they see some of you guys on Twitter uh, and they say, oh, I want that. And so because of that predictability of data and they have that research for so long, for the past year and a half, it's very easy to get that impulse buy. It's very mm -hmm. easy to predict what the buyer is going to do. Um, I, um, I know someone in this community who has been for the past two years buying every cosmetic, every single one. I'm even going to tell you how much money that is. But I ask this person often, why do you do this? And, 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 the, and the, the response I get is, well, it, it's there, it's available for me, and I don't want to feel like I'm missing out. So one of these days, I ask him if I can borrow their, their account. And I noticed some interesting things as I was gaming, and I went to the Eververse and some of the behaviors and how things were postulated in front of him. And I felt, oh my God, they are using, you know, also motivation knee theory that they are putting shiny, very, very shiny things based upon the way that this person sort of engages, that they is a must-have, which is scary. Like, they're, mm -hmm. they are using psychology on this. And good for you, Bungie, because he makes us money. Yay! Awesome. As a stock owner, hashtag love you. But again, as a gamer, <laughs> this is horrifying because this is not a free-to-play game. This is not. If it was... Um, you know, then we'll, it, again, a different conversation. It's not only anti-consumer, but this is, and the, what's kind of sad, guys, is like, this is not even what paying the bills. That's what's sad. There's so much uh, influx of cash coming in from so many variable, uh, variable places that these microtransactions are just a small subset. We are right now on a, I firmly believe that we are on a testing period to see how much we can tolerate. I, I firmly believe that. And, uh, and again, going back to the Stockholm mindset, because they're using uh, marketing and, 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 and cycle sort of and, and kind of kind of theoretical approaches to get into the mindset and the behavior of the gamer. And he's working. is working at Bungie right now, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so, working. Yeah. Psycho Mantis from uh, yeah. Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> uh, this is really interesting because, like, I would not have imagined that microtransactions don't make up a large portion of their funding, but it doesn't mm -hmm. make sense with all do. the, you know, mm -hmm. investment money that Bungie has gotten. Mm -hmm. Totally. And any, yeah. any, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, sorry. Um, the one thing that I never understood, I still don't understand this to this day, is how Bungie can say, okay, $20 for two dungeons, right? You know, $10 a dungeon, that's, you know, a fair bit of experience, you know, a fun thing that I can play over and over and over. I'm happy to pay that. Also, $20 to make your warlock look like something from Ghost of Tsushima. 
Like, huh? So you mean to tell me the price of two dungeons is equivalent to three cos- sorry, five cosmetics? I, 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 I can't see the value in that. And it, it's so, so predatory. And I understand, you know, this sort of FOMO thing has been a thing in Destiny for, you know, nearly a decade at this point, you know, since launch, you know. Oh, like, I'm, like, um, a more personal thing. Um, I wrote uh, an article ages and ages and ages ago now about um, FOMO in the games industry and, Mm -hmm. at the time, my hunt for the God Roll Palindrome before it got sunset, because I thought they're never going to bring it back. I'm never going to get another chance to get this palindrome. I need this hand cannon. I had it in D1. I need it again. And it was, it was, for lack of a better term, it was like someone trying to get their next, you know, drug fix. It was like I need it. I need it. I'd like, and I was desperately trying to find every second of every day, trying to grind out nightfalls, trying to find people. I, I was in, I think, thirteen different LFGs, trying to find people just to constantly be grinding this thing day and night. And in the end, I did get my god roll only for another version of it that was better to come out a couple seasons later. And I, sh- I hate myself for it. And that's just the, you know, the quote-unquote free, you know, side of it. Like, yes, you're paying with your time, but if I'm, you know, if I'm stressing out, desperately, you know, trying to get, what, mm-hmm. you know, this thing, whatever it is, whether it be a piece of armor, an exotic, you know, a new I- gun, like... Especially at the launch of a new season, something's bound to be broken and overpowered. Everyone rushes to try and get it and play with it before it gets deactivated for whatever reason. It's like, you know, that's not healthy. And Bungie mm-hmm. know this, and they, for, like, as much as I don't want to admit it, they are, like, investing that. Like, mm-hmm. they see, oh, you know, Tal, they, they're addicted to new scout rifles or whatever oh we'll we'll throw in some new super powerful ones that are a bit broken or oh, maybe maybe we'll hint at Tlarlock coming back because we know Tal was a warlock in D1 oh maybe get some nostalgia bait in there and it's like net, naturally I'm going to see that like oh they're bringing back Tlarlock I need to get that and make a video on it as fast as I can and now I'm desperately spending hours and hours trying to get this gun mm-hmm. which is fine if it's just a gun Right, but right. If, but then when it shifts to the Eververse store and it's like, oh, we know Tal likes the Dawning armor. Oh, and by the way, Tal, if you want this new Dawning armor, you have exactly two days to get it, but you don't get paid until three days. Good luck with that one. It's like now I'm stressed, thinking, oh, I'm never going to get this armor again. What am I going to do? Oh, I can maybe skip rent for a week to no. Mm-hmm. And this is something that this is why I stopped playing Genshin Impact because that. It's, it's almost gambling. Like, mm-hmm. and that's thing, even Destiny, it doesn't feel like gambling, but it is in, in a weird way. Like, Give you're time. gambling with your time for what? For, for what? Mm-hmm. Like, so, none mm-hmm. of, like, it's not, I, like, I hate yeah, the difference there, like, Genshin's free to play, right? Yeah, like, exactly. Big yeah. time. And Destiny's so, quote unquote free to play. <laughs> right. So are you guys familiar uh, with like well that's, just... well, that's why oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut no, you right. off. Yeah, I, I just, just one thing before that's why they give you the first mission after uh, every season mm-hmm. and everything. It's a free right. demo. You get that taste yeah. and then boom, spend the money. You get that fix. Right. It's so, free demo. <laughs> right, absolutely. So are you guys familiar with like desire theory and objective list theory? How is that plays in this game? Are you guys familiar with that I concept? Believe, I okay. believe so. so. So, you know how, remember when Not Forgotten was a thing? 
and recluse yes. was a thing. I remember. Also, yeah. I, I remember losing sleep. Uh, I, yep. I lost I lost weight, probably lost a shoe somewhere. <laughs> trying to get not forgotten, right? I earned that bad boy. But the problem is it didn't make any money to Bungie. That's it, right? It didn't make any money. Recluse didn't make any money either. So how do you switch that feeling of having something special? Well, you replace that with desire and objectivist theory. The desire is like, in order for you to feel special, you must have A. Not forgotten is not going to give you any money. Recluse is not going to give you money. So I replace that with microtransactions. I give you something shiny that you can only get by spending money. An, uh, an ornament, what have you. You, you cannot even earn it through through game currency. No, no, you have to spend money. So that way you can feel special and unique because not everyone is going to spend that kind of money. And then you add the object list theory behind that, right? Which is I'll put you something shiny, an object in front of you. I give you a taste. But in order for you to feel part of the team like of us, if you don't have it, guess what? We're going to give you a taste. We're going to tempt you with it. We'll give you the first mission free. We'll mm -hmm. give you the first ornament free. We'll give you the first ship free. We'll give you a small little tutorial. And so that way I can wrap around you and get your money out of it. And again, this is all legal, gentlemen. Like, folks, <laughs> this is all legal. And this has been used for, I mean, you know, in decades, we use this in politics. It has been used in, in, in religion and other companies. But the fact that we are seeing this in video games, it's almost as in the, it's for me, it's like you violated the sanctity of what makes this pure, which is mm. folks putting their heart and soul into creating something that everyone should have an opportunity to enjoy and share. And you're adding all this, you know, this, this mindset, this frameworks, this theories, this, uh, this practices to, for you to take more from what the gamer already has given you. And that is where I go into my anti-consumer mindset. That's where I'm going like, this is enough. Or when is it in, it's enough? And uh, again, as a, as a stock owner, fantastic. As a gamer, horrifying that I'm actually seeing this. And I teach a, once in a blue moon, I, I teach a course in the psychology of marketing because it's, it's quite frankly what these companies are doing, not just Bungie, there's several other who are doing this, but they have, Bungie has become so good at it. And part of it is because their sample, the population that they have, it's willing to take it and say, please, sir, give me more. <laughs> and seriously, I, it's, it's mind blowing for me to see this now in days to see all this, uh, the, the the transformative process of the DCV, which was supposed to do one thing and is doing the complete opposite to the microtransactions that we are living today. And before me to see in front of my face and what I preach and teach and people are okay with this, the Stockholm is powerful, but I am praying to the RNG tiny infants out there of the world gods who are listening, please wake up a little bit. And in, when, when is enough is enough. I'm waiting for that moment. I'm waiting for that forsaken moment where they said, holy cow, we need to get together and, my, and forsaken the heck out of this game again, where they actually listen to this community. I am waiting for that because nowadays all this PR product relations sort of rehearse copy and paste messaging out there. It's not working. It's not doing it. And, and finally, more folks are being more vocal about it. They're engaging more about it. And I'm hoping to see some good changes because... I want to continue to play this game. I really do. But it, they're making it really hard for me. <clears throat> they really are. Like, honestly, like, <laughs> whether we wanted it or not, 
Like, <laughs> we stepped Bungie. into a war with the developers. You're not wrong. We've stepped into a war with the microtransactions on Mars. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's mm-hmm. Bungie is so silver focused now. And like this is gonna unlock a core memory for a lot of you. Anyone remember Microsoft Points? Yes. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. Yeah. I remember having to explain to my mum when I was 12, right, sitting after school on my Xbox, no, no, my mum, I need this amount of Microsoft points, which costs this much, so then I can spend this many points to then get Minecraft, so then I can play with my friends from school. And she, 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 it's like, I just told her how to do, like, a, a, it's like I just told her how to do university algebra. She looked so <laughs> lost. She was like, "How? Do, but what?" It's like I was. It's like I was trying to get my, you know, my younger brother to do like a puzzle. Like he just stares at like, what, "What am I supposed to do?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's so like it's so anti-consumer, and it's like an example that I remember, and I think, and I remember I mentioned it in the. Um, in the uh, what should we call it? In that FOMO article that I wrote, um, they companies will try and bombard you with so many choices that make no sense, just to then try and squeeze a bit more money out of you. Um, I, if I remember correctly, I think the guy's name was um, Scott Adams. He coined the term "confusopoly" um, mm-hmm. to describe companies that try to use similar products like oh the deluxe edition the digital deluxe edition the digital yeah. deluxe special legendary collectors whatever to confuse the consumer until they just mm-hmm. give up and buy the most expensive version hoping mm-hmm. they get everything and most of the time they don't like mm-hmm. an example i remember really really like awfully was sonic right. origins sega had to make a straight up infograph to show you what you're getting for each version and in the deluxe edition the map like i think it's like a 120 dollar version you weren't even getting everything didn't they have to do the same thing with anthem at one point mm-hmm. too yeah like, i remember that i remember yeah. that mm-hmm. i remember another one uh, <laughs> anyone anyone remember the pre-order bonuses for watchdogs <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that was it, so it's the same ago. situation, and I feel like Destiny is slowly reaching that point. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, you want to enjoy the game? Okay, so you need to buy this expansion for this much, and then this legendary edition to get this and this and this. Oh, mm-hmm. and then you have to yeah, spend flow it's, chart. You know, you have exactly. Like, <laughs> it's like it's so anti-consumer. Just yeah, like, genuinely, <laughs> genuinely, yeah. I pray. Bungie, just take a page out of Overkill's book, uh, for those who don't know, the people who made uh, Payday 2, and mm-hmm. just do, like, uh, like I don't know, a Guardian edition or something, and it's just all the expansions, all the content, up, like, of the past 10 years, well, say 10 years, you know, of the you know of what's left of the past 10 years that we mm-hmm. have access to, and just say, this is the definitive Destiny version. If you want everything up to now, you pay... Maybe for a reduced price, you pay 120 as opposed to like the what 700 that we've paid over the years, and say this is you know right. for new players this is the entry point. If you you know it comes with everything from you know from the end you know the end of the DCV to now, you know at a reduced price, and maybe we'll throw in a few cosmetics for you to really sweeten the deal, because you know Bungie's going to do that. The, but it's like just give us something as opposed to this mishmash puzzle of 
you know, what? Like, Haven't yeah, there been the, like, three iterations? <laughs> three iterations yeah. to the legacy editions and everything yeah. too. Like, right. <laughs> well, oh, well, three three iterations with all this money coming in, the <laughs> same new light version since Shadowkeep. Mm-hmm. The well, same the, new experience that makes no sense. Well, the the challenge is the DCV, right? Because that's what we were told that yeah. we, we ha- it takes too much to run because of this engine. Which, by the way, none of us here know what's going on with the engine. But you know, Apparently let's let's it. yeah, let, let's let's let, let, let's let's run with that sort of mindset. So the DCV was supposed to fix all these issues and bugs that we have um, on this game. Granted, I'll give you that, which in my opinion, it has it has been one of the most, quite frankly, anti-consumer practices that I've ever seen a company ever do. If I were to tell one of my consumers, my clients or patients today that I am removing a therapy, a treatment, what have you, you best believe that I'm going to have three to four things greater and better that I'm not only going to gift, but I'm also going to bring back in return so that I can keep that customer happy for many years to come. Right. So I've, that's what customer service is. If you remote, if you remote one thing, you should bring back two and then say, wait, there's more that we're giving you because of your suffering, because of your sacrifice, because of your commitment, because of your engagement. That didn't happen. Now, I, I, I want to, again, not put my tinfoil, tinfoil hat in this, but this DCV, in my opinion, was just an easier way to reuse assets that have already been in this game to sell you as new content or recycle materials. Perfect example. Let's take Leviathan, the Levy, right? Which is one of my favorite raids in this game. Imagine if the Levy would have come back with Kalos, the way that it looks, but Kalos destroyed as a robot with all the darkness. That you have to uh, do the Levy again, but all the weapons were um, different armor rolls, random rolls. The yeah. and and the costumes and the armor would have been, you know, different colors or broken or what have you. Like all about darkness. That would have been a much better, well received than what we got. And then we had to pay for it too. So, I am no longer buying the DCV argument anymore. I, mm. I'm not here to pretend that this was for the for the health of the game given the current climate as for the past year with bucks and everything that we are seeing whether it's a question of resources whether it's a question of people working on the game or what have you but i'm refusing to believe anymore to support the narrative that the dcb was to fix this game when i am seeing assets return back to us that we have to pay to be able to assess them again and you only change a few things. You change the color, you change, you know, maybe the environment, but it's the exact same thing. Um, and, and it's painful to see that because that's what the DCV was supposed to do. Um, I'm glad that some things might be returning, but there are ways to do that tactfully. I think also the, 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 the public relation piece of it, quite frankly, was alarming the way that it was introduced. Um, and the transparency of it as well, um, which I think has been a complete total fiasco. But, you know, going back to your point, uh, Vault, it's is that, that um, the DCV, the DCV or the DCV content vault, that's, the, that's their justification for everything. But I'm not seeing the true intent of it. 
I'm not seeing the game improvement. I'm not seeing the quality of life. This is why I jokingly all the time on Twitter, when people say, what do you want to see on Destiny? I put the C word, content. Because where is it? We pay for all of this and it's returning. And guess what? I had to pay all over again. The fact mm. that I had to pay this season $10, $12 to get Gambit weapons that I got on Gambit Prime and Forsaken or many a while ago, it's heartbreaking and people are okay with this. Mm. Vast majority of folks. And I don't understand why. Again, that Stockholm mindset. But um, again, the, the rate of return, the respect for the player's time, the respect for the player's money and value I'm glad to see that it's finally evolving and shifting to where it needs to be, where I'm seeing more uh, folks with larger crowds speaking about it and saying, this is enough, or I'm moving to another area or I'm playing a different game. Where not today, This is the world that we live in today, folks. It's 2023, and we get excited <clears throat> when you can open a game and it works day one. How low have we gotten? How low has the bar has gotten? that we are excited because the game doesn't have server issues. Unreal. Mm. Unreal. Good point. <sighs> like, the fact that the bare minimum, like, I, I remember, I think Angry Joe mentioned this in, I think, I forgot mm. what game it was. I think it was uh, Outriders, if I remember correctly. Um, I don't think it was Joe himself, it was one of his friends that he does videos with. Um, he mentioned how you know we shouldn't be praising these devs for coming in on the weekend fixing the game. Like, no, you should have shipped it fixed. Like, mm -hmm. you, we shouldn't be praising them for like, oh, yeah. well, you took the time out of your day, you know, to come in over the weekend and fix the game. Oh, thank you for staying up so late. No, you should have fixed it beforehand. If the game wasn't ready, don't release it. And this it's thing, when Cyberpunk, remember when that it, came yeah. out? Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> I like I I like I I I made a uh, I I I mentioned uh, Cyberpunk to someone um, a while back, and I gave the reasoning of like you know um, CD Projekt Red built up so much good faith and good intentions with their community, and it all went out the window immediately mm -hmm. with Cyberpunk's launch. But but like you know, I and I, people tried to argue with me. Oh, but you know, they had good intentions. They wanted like you can't sell a game on good intentions. You can't. That's not that you like with how anti-consumer the industry is now yep. you can't do that anymore you can't say oh trust us guys because there is no trust left <laughs> yep and it sucks it kills me to say that like i remember like growing up looking up at bungie you know halo 3 was my first fps like i adored halo as a kid i you know looking at um sega looking at konami looking at these game devs as a you know kid tal was thinking i'd love to work there when i when i'm older now i want nothing to do with them and it's it, it kills me to say that because all of these companies are a shell of them their former selves you look at blizzard 20 years ago compared to today it's it's a different beast mm-hmm Absolutely, and it's it's horrible to see this beautiful industry almost eat itself alive. Essentially, well, what's happening is that you're putting a business guy in the same room as developers and creators. Mm. That's what's happening, right? They're maximizing that. Like if you if you look in historical contests, the top twelve best selling consoles of all time, seven of those I believe are Nintendo because they control quality and they will ship you a full product. 
if you go into any Nintendo store nowadays, you will hardly find something on sale. Mario Brothers is still $70, just like it was like three years ago. Like they don't I think do that's sales. just the Nintendo tax, though, to be fair. Because, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, but, because, but because it's they believe in their product and they stand by it, right? Because they're not necessarily mm -hmm. so embedded into that horrible mindset of competition. Nintendo has come out and said many times, you know what? We're not shipping this game until it's 100% done. And I am sorry, I will make it up to you. Uh, mm. that, is, that is the Japanese sort of mindset. PlayStation still has that. Um, you know, if you see uh, Japan sort of games, it's it, how they're made. And because and, I, I love, you know, uh, different, I, I love indie games, especially those that are made in Japan. And if you see them, they still have that work ethic that if it's not perfection, it's not going out. Because if I don't, if I don't feel like it, I'm not going to give it to you. Like the obsession with that work ethic, like, for, you know, and so we don't see that here in the U.S. We don't see that in this company because the main priority, again, is that profit. It's those stock owners, those stock options. It's, it's to maximize the rate of return at the cost of whoever. And, and the thing is, again, we <laughs> this community which has been quite consistent over the years, Bungie will continue to test as much as possible. Um, and I said Bungie many times, I would volunteer my time. I will donate 50 to 100 hours of my time. I will bring my team in and I will turn this boat around so well. And I will even make you more money you can possibly dream of if you give me the reins for like a month. <laughs> because there are better ways to do this but they are so aggressively testing quote-unquote what's working. They're leveraging their data based on consumer behavior on their game, and they're not thinking about what is that person thinking about outside of that control remote once they dumb gaming. You know, why is they haven't come back? Um, and, and again, they're missing the curve, and I'm hoping that we have that come-to-Jesus sort of mindset again where Forsaken Conversations or that counter creators continue to sort of say, my value and my time is not being respected, my investment. It's hurting my pocket. So I'm going to try something else that brings me joy, which is nowadays is Diablo 4 or, um, you know, or, or Gears of War or, or Dead by Daylight or The Legend of Zelda, um, you know, whatever th that case may be. And you're going to see, I bet you, that if this continues, you're going to see more content creators become the variety streamers. Mm -hmm. You're going to see it become more variety. And Bungie is going to be that casual game that at one point, it was their day-to-day -day stuff, where they're going to log in one or two hours a week and do what they have to do. And if that is the intent that Bungie wants, then kudos, you're on your way, my friends. But sadly, I don't think it is. And part of the big problem is I think they're putting way too many, too many suits, business guys in the room of creators and, and developers. I would never blame a developer on this. I would never blame an artist because their job is to create and bring things into life that function. And it's beautiful when it works. The issue is bringing way too many suits into this room that have no business being there because they do not understand what a gamer is and what they're willing to do and how loyal they're, they're willing to be for something that they love. And I think they're missing that mm. way, way too many times. It's like, you said, um, it's like you said earlier, um, dog. Oh, as a rebuttal to it, do you think the Sony sellout was a mistake? Um, 
I think it's so Sony's Sony's intention. I think you know if I'm looking at it from a business standpoint, like a business decision, why did I buy a Bungie? Very easy. Bungie is doing something right for the past five seven years. They had a million plus players engage. No matter how bad it was, no matter how good it was, they're doing something wrong. PlayStation is always in the mindset of grow and development and testing new things. So I bring Bungie in and I say, hey, um, bring your theory that you're doing into my game. Show me this live service thing that you guys are working on and see if we can test it for other games. Make us more profitable. Bungie says, hey, that sounds cool. That, you know, that works. The issue is, <laughs> what I think I'm seeing is that PlayStation now, in my opinion, is saying, hey, um, can you make more money? What else can you do? What else can you test? What else can you show us? What else can you bring that way? I don't necessarily think it's a mistake. I think the way they announced it was a mistake. The fact that Bungie went ahead and said, we have full creative authority. We have freedom to do whatever it wants. I'm not seeing that. I'm seeing the coaching. I'm seeing the high level expectation. I'm seeing the intense monetization. I'm seeing how uh, even the community um, Folks, that remember Deech, remember DMG, how they would engage with the community. Remember those guys, uh, mm -hmm. you know how they would engage with the community. Like it was, it was like talking to a gamer. Remember when they used to have uh, do streams and talk to the community about cool things. Yeah, all of that, is, all of that is gone. That it is. All of that is gone. That doesn't exist anymore. So now what we have is templates shells of human beings who are being paid whatever to regurgitate what the business suit is saying to kind of like funnel the nonsense that's coming all the way down for them to say sell it please and make it seem like it's cool and justify our terrible decision making because if i i if i were to speak to an artist to our creator they will have a much better different perspective than what the business suit is saying I don't think it's a mistake. I think that the way they said it and they put it out there was concerning to me. If I would have been in the room, I would have said this. Guys, and I would have been honest, the investment with PlayStation is this, is to use it to grow because we're, in, we're interested in making more IPs, is to teach PlayStation how to do live service games because they're interested. And also they're going to bring their resources into what we want to do to make the game better or whatever. They didn't say that. They said we have creative freedom. We can do whatever we want. I pull out the the, the purchase uh, agreement for because it's public information in the United States. You have to file for that, especially for a massive large acquisition like that. And I went through it, and um, and yeah, what they <laughs> what they said they were supposed to be doing, it's not. They're just getting that pressure to produce more, to bring more, to make more money, and for PlayStation to also learn from it because they are learning. They are learning that behavior of this community uh, and they're taking this microcosmic concept of, of an experiment and see how they can spend it uh, and see how they can make it even quote unquote, for lack of a better term, more viral around their other games. And they are doing that. The good thing with PlayStation though, is that you have your independent studios that makes them that they are well known for what they do. For example, Santa Monica studios with God of War. Uh, they're fantastic at making games. So you will never see them do that. You have Capcom, you know, for example, it's kind of independent, you know, we're Resident Evil, what have you, uh, you know, good quality games. But Bungie was brought for a specific reason, that life service, that monetization. What else can we get away with? Um, 
It was an amazing investment for PlayStation. Stocks went up by 14%. Hashtag hell yeah. Happy over here. <laughs> but um, right now, the community is paying for that. We are seeing it. Uh, and, and it's sadly because to what extent we're going to continue to allow this. And then you go and throw Marathon on, and then you see the reaction of this community, which is mind-blowing. Wow, that little game is awesome. I cannot wait to be a content creator. I cannot wait to just join up. Dedicated servers, awesome. Can't wait to see all that. And then some members of the community are like, wait, what? Dedicated servers? All of this? What the heck is this? Yeah. So you mean to... Mm -hmm. Go ahead, sorry. No, no, no. Continue. Go for it. I was going to say, it's like, the way I looked at it, it's like, where was that stuff for Destiny Mm. from you know 2014 to now mm-hmm. it was yeah. an almost immediate 180 in the community like oh Matt, Matt oh, they're bringing back marathon this is incredible oh hang on a second wait why why are they getting it before us and it's like mm-hmm. it, it's like it was almost terrifying to watch this community just suddenly 180 on bungee like that yeah and what's kind of sad, Corn? Uh, I don't know if you have heard this over the community, but I have guys who are run trials once in a blue moon that I, or a PvP, not trials, but PvP once in a blue moon. And one of them said, which is kind of sad, almost a brand new player about a year in. And he said, and I quote, maybe Bungie is just not really caring about PvP so that they can just let this that part die, make it into a PvE, and then Marathon will, will be just that. Like that will be the PvP that I always wanted. So the community would just gradually transition into that. That is the most cynical thing I ever heard a person who's been barely playing this for six months to a year. But in my head, I was like, oh my God, that's a massive tinfoil hat moment. It's sad to think that way, but it's horrifying. Yeah. I've heard a lot of other. Sorry, go ahead, Corn. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say it, it's sad, but I've seen a lot of other content creators uh, like Astacross, you know, Lucky 10P, mm-hmm. guys like that saying that that's exactly what their thoughts are, is that wow. they're trying to make really? Destiny 2 just a straight PvE game and then have all the PvP players shift over to Marathon. Wow. That's that's scary. If that's the case, and not only a bungee shooting themselves in the foot, if Marathon then fails, then not only have they let down like a massive, right. a surprisingly big part of the community, right. but they're letting down just the Destiny community as a whole. Because right. if 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 they came out and said, "Look, the reason why the game has been struggling is because we have shifted so many devs mm-hmm. over to Marathon. We need, you know, we want to get that perfect release release for you guys." Mm-hmm. And you know, if that was the case, and they came out and said that, just a bit of communication, then we would have been okay. Fine, we understand. <laughs> yeah, we're a bit miffed, but we understand. Yep, totally. And they're not there's no communication and yeah. that's bungie is straight up they're killing themselves doing it yeah the thing and, that's concerning is the forsaken team is doing marathon like yep. christopher barrett yep. is the main is the director mm-hmm. yep. you got you got steve cotton and you got um scott taylor mm-hmm. the forsaken yep. boys doing it yep yep so. which is painful <laughs> to hear that out loud mm. When you said out loud, I mean, and the thing, the reality is like, you know, uh, 
you know, Corn, in one of your podcasts, you brought this a while back, and I'm just going to paraphrase a little bit, but you talked about Destiny Killer. I don't know if you recall that conversation. I can't specifically remind it. But the thing is, there is no such thing as a Destiny Killer because it's, it, it's the only Walmart in town. And, you know, when you go into one of those towns and they only have one grocery store and everybody goes to it and then Walmart moves in and destroys everything and that's the only store that they have, that's Destiny today. They are the only Walmart in town. And because of that, since there is no competition, they're going to continue to do, you know, as it is, right? It's an evolving, quote unquote, plethora or world, as they call it, right? Action, MMO, whatever the hell it is. They're the only Walmart in town. So a couple of things need to happen. Either from the financial aspect, players walk away, which is kind of in a way happening with Diablo or what have you. The Stockholm Syndrome people are going to either to wake up. And then um, this, things like this are going to get back to the stock owners and they're realizing that the stock prices are going down or that the revenue that Bungie predicted is not coming one way or somehow. And then people are going to be like, oh, okay, something needs to happen. And then Bungie will kind of wake up. The only Destiny killer that exists is Destiny. That's it. You know, and right now they're in this testing, quote unquote, phase. It's just my theory, of course all this pressure around marketing and, and, um, and pushing that narrative towards uh, monetization, uh, drip feed, all these theories that they're testing and they're showing how, you know, they're showing PlayStation how to do this correctly, what have you. Uh, but the only Destiny killer that exists is Destiny. There is, not just, there is nothing like it. And because of that, it has created that need, which goes back to my, uh, my theory about uh, satisfaction and need. Because... It is the only thing in town. It creates that addiction. There's been a meme around, like fix your, you know, two, two, two game, but I'm addicted because I can quit. The reason is because they are the only game in town. They're the only Walmart in town. They're the only place where you can get your medicine. And they know that. And they're running off of that. And they're breeding off of that. And then PlayStation comes in and buys that formula and say, I want you to teach me how to make every single game that are quote unquote life service, the only Walmart in town. And here's the data. And that's what's happening in our community. Sad to say, but this is how I'm seeing it from the perspective of a business owner. As a gamer, I'm horrified that this is where mm. we're going. So it's it's <sighs> I, I think the um I think what Bungie really needs to do is they just need to they need to take a step back and just think what like genuinely it's like they're almost like they're blind like they're blind with money they need to look back at, they need to take a step back and just look at the community and say look what we're doing we're literally you know we at this like we are straight up like just spare rations in hand shooting the mouths that you know that you know we're feeding mm -hmm. because that's right. what they're doing mm -hmm. and it's I, well I, you know Vol yeah it's it, it goes back to to the point of like how much money can I get for very little investment, and that's where they're pushing. The fact that we have spare rations back, horrifying. The fact that we have all kinds of gambit weapons with a fishing mechanism, again, it's it's um, it's very little effort with so much return. That we they are which goes back to your question, um, Corin. I hope that answer it the best way possible is they're adding way too many suits in the same room of creative people. When you have business people, business managers, you know, in the same room as creative people, as artists, as developers, you impede their ability to grow. You impede their ability to create. 
and you get the things that you get today. Culturally, it affects any organization. If your organization is known for creating amazing things that lift up the imagination, and then you bring like the McDonald's movie, you bring that guy who says, which franchise the heck out of it, and you take away their spirit, this is what you have today. This is what Bungie is today. Their spirit, in my opinion, it's gone. They brought the McDonald's guy from the movie and said, we should lease this, which is PlayStation. I want to lease your experiment because it's obviously making you a ton of money and it's making us money. I want you to teach us that and continue to push it to see what else, where, where, where things could break. And the fact is that we are having bugs at the bugs at the bugs at the bugs at the bugs. And people are still like, I cannot wait to log in goes to show uh, anyone in the room with money will pay that person and will pay Bungie to say, my goodness, teach me that. Well, Bungie is in a, in a special situation. They're the only Walmart in town and they can get away with it. And they know that. They know that. <sighs> and the sad thing is every single game that I've seen come out that it wasn't even trying to advertise itself as a destiny killer. The community would look at and say, oh, this is going to top destiny. And because mm -hmm. of that unreal expectation, I, I, I'd like to think it causes the devs of said game to then panic or something yep. happens in Mark, you know, in the PR mm -hmm. team or the, you know, or the suits, like you said, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden it all comes crashing down and it's like almost self-sabotage. Like yeah. the community sees like a new game, well, like Anthem, for example. Uh, when I saw Anthem coming out, I was thinking, okay, Bioware is taking the, you know, taking the, the reins on this. This is going to be incredible. I know Andromeda just came out and it wasn't brilliant, but I know Bioware. This is going to be good. At the very mm -hmm. least, it's going to be playable. Mm -hmm. Right. Come launch. <laughs> And it, it, it's the same story over and over. And it's, you know, like, and, you know, like, you can list them. You can, like, you can list the amount of games that have been quote unquote advertised as a Destiny killer and have failed miserably. Mm. And it's depressing. Mm -hmm. Like, when I spoke about um, Outriders to a few friends, I, I said to them, like, I don't want to see Outriders fail. Like the I I outright said the outright huh, funny <laughs> I outright said though like you know the game came out dead on arrival pretty much like mm -hmm. I could like I you know thank thank God for Xbox Game Pass use my Game Pass subscription to play the game for essentially you know quote unquote free um, instead of paying the sixty seventy dollars or whatever it was to play the game and it was so strange because like. The, like I could see what the devs were trying to do, but amass all the bugs, you know, the frame jitters, the opening cutscene was like a Google slideshow. It was it like, and this is meant to be a triple A game studio. Like mm -hmm. what? Mm -hmm. If I like, if I paid sixty dollars for this, and I was getting you know bug after bug after crash after crash, you know, stuttering, awful quality. The, you know, the game was bugged. I was phasing through the floor. I was this, I was that. If I'm getting that and I paid $60 for it, I would be furious. So I'm happy I paid, you know, the, like, you know, the $5 or whatever it was for Game Pass at the time. Because, yes, I still, you know, I still, they still got my money in the end. But if I paid for the full 60 I would have been furious. And mm -hmm. it's the same thing with Destiny now. Because at this point, you don't have a choice. 
they say, oh, it's free. It's free. It's a free to play MMO. It's not. It's a mm-hmm. free to. It's a free demo. Yep. Like you said earlier, it's like I, I think um, Shadow. You mentioned it as well. You know, they give you the taster, the little. Mm-hmm. You know, they, mm-hmm. they, they give you the they give you the crumbs at the back. They give you the crumbs at the bottom of the Oreo packet. You know, like oh yeah, we'll let you taste a bit of a season. <laughs> Maybe a bit of, you know, story hints mm-hmm. of, oh, what's going on with Arsa? Oh, Sloan's back. What's going to happen? Nope. Any more of that? $10. Go on. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, $12. <laughs> well, yeah. Sorry. Sorry, lads. $12 now. <laughs> but it's so, like, I, I know we're going in circles, but it's 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 yeah. it's just how it is. It's well, so anti-consumer. And I, yeah. I, I hear you. I follow. I, I mean, it, it's genuinely killing me. And the bugs, the bugs have just been unforgivable. Almost like it has oh. just been crazy. Like how many times the game's been down? Exactly. Like, like and, there was the running joke of Telesto. Like ex- exactly. Yeah. Like there was the running joke of like you know Telesto. Like oh, what now? Um, and now it's got to a point where like it's it's not even jokes anymore. It's like I I was. Um, for a stream idea i thought oh i know what i'll do i'll go through every dungeon in chronological Mm -hmm. order solo flawless and if i fail i have to go back to the shattered throne and go again and i couldn't even get through shattered throne i was getting kicked out to orbit i was getting kicked out to the main menu to the start Mm -hmm. screen i just gave up i said you know what guys We'll, we'll try it another day because you know Two hours in, I couldn't even get past the second, you know, the, the ogre boss and shout throw without being lagged out. Mm-hmm. So and this is supposed to be an MMO AAA company. Yeah. What the? What's going yep. on? So you know, the keyword for me here is, uh, and again, where's the compensation? That's mm. why I, I was looking for Bungie to say, where's the compensation? Hey, we have taken you off the game for so long. Here is something we're gonna do for you. I'm still waiting for that public relations. Again, if this would have been the old Bungie, you best believe a compensation would have happened. There would have been some sort of emblem. Something would have happened around those lines. Maybe I'll email words in the future. But by now, I would expect some sort of compensation to say, here's some bright dust. Here's a, here is the bug weapon ornament or whatever the heck. I'm not seeing that. Mm. What's really kind of sad to see is like in 2021, uh, it takes two one game of the year. And in 2022, it was Elden Ring. Two games that were shipped correctly and properly. One was a cartoon about a story about a family. And the other one, well, Elder Ring, brutal. Everybody knows that game. Amazing. What's incredible about the Intube is that they stuck to the basics. A good story, a good narrative, good gameplay, uh, beginning and end. They can continue on. Elder Ring is probably making a DLC. It takes two is working on a different on, on a different iteration of it. That is the expectation that we want, the basics. And the fact that Bungie cannot even get to that because of the current model, again, breaks my heart. But Corn, I know you have some questions for us, and I think we'll beat this around the bush a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but I can talk to the cows come home about this because, again, it's, it's um, you know, it's, it's, it's alarming. And we just want, to, we want this game to do better. And I know we can because we've seen it. We've seen glimpses of how good it can be. But... And the direction that it's going, it's just it's 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 just devolving instead of evolving, and it's quite sad to see. I think there were some really great points here made, um, definitely regarding monetization practices that Bungie has been implementing more and more throughout the years. 
definitely feel that. I also have noticed a lot of problems in the game in terms of stability, mm-hmm. server problems, and definitely great points. Like I would be frustrated if I want to log in to play the game and I can't. And it's a live service game that you're supposed to be able mm-hmm. to access, you know, right. and you can't. Um, I think that Bungie needs to be more transparent. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. about what's happening behind the scenes and to put more efforts into building a bigger and better destiny that everybody wants to play. Mm-hmm. You know, right. I, I think that part of their team may be a bit fragmented and working on so many different projects, right? Mm-hmm. But like, can they sustainably produce a high enough quality product by running all these games. And I don't know. I don't know what the answer is to that. You know, um, I'm with you on that one, but there are a couple of things that they can do now to sort of start fixing some of this issue. And it starts with the community. You know, I've been saying for the past four years, like I know that you guys have your your annual invite, the same, you know, uh, content creators and others, but the content creators are there. I got my respect and love, but you know, usually it's usually the same usual suspects to get feedback. And so what, what that does, it creates a bias because if you invite only content creators that are making money off your game, uh, human nature will dictate that you're not going to get the best actual feedback from it because they depend on this game to make money. And so one of the things that I work with Bungie, again, if they give me the rain, for, even I'll take, if they give me the rain for one week is I will do a summit, but I will do a very different one. I will do a sample survey of the most folks that play the most, those who play the least, those in the middle. And I will randomly select those folks and bring it over to have a chat. And similar to what Forsaken did, but Forsaken, you know, they brought mostly content creators and popular guys so they can market the game that is fixed, that's going to look better, blah, 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 blah. I get all of that. I really do. But I, I think that the first set of healing that needs to happen in this community is that engagement. That public relations, that summit of we are talking to you because nowadays things have become more of a meme. Uh, they're, they're, the company has been has moved towards more of a social aspect, which is great. I love all the social work that they're doing. I love all the foundation work that they're doing. That's fantastic. Good for you. But the essential premise of the company, which is gaming, they have sort of moved away from that. And it would be ideal to start to get this community 
uh, start thinking towards the future is do a real summit. Invite the guy who just started playing a week ago for the guy who's been at it for one year to the guy who's been seven years and don't just do this and random and get true feedback from them because they don't depend on your game to make money. And I get it because those folks, you want to send them a free copy so they can make a video about it and they give you free marketing. I get that. I really do. But at this time, something has to shift. Something has to change. And the first approach that I will do is get the community involved from a different capacity. And what you do is get rid of the dumb NDA and then just have a really good conversation and have those folks talk about those conversations with the community. Have a heart to heart uh, with the community. Um, because again, you know, not to bring to what happened to another content creator who got banned, what have you, I would have completely done that a little bit different, which again, brings, <clears throat> pushes me towards thinking around the mindset of the corporate, how far they're moving away from the company they used to be. And in their eyes, they could be happy and they could be evolving and it's making them money and what have you. But I think they're missing uh, the, the original intent, which is to make games and to, you know, and to nurture this community, which I think they're quite frankly failing to do. Um, but yeah, Corn, it's, um, it's, it's, it's really sad to see where we're going with this really is all really great opinions and thoughts. And, you know, hopefully Bungie is able to make a better destiny in the end. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm certainly excited for the final shape and everything that is coming with that. And, you know, I'm hoping they really redeem themselves after the Lightfall year that we've gotten so far. <laughs> uh, but time will tell. Yeah, I, 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 I want to believe you. I really do. Respectfully, Corn. I really do. I really want to believe you. But it's if, if it walk, you know, if it walks and talks like a duck, it must be a duck. Unless we have a massive paradigm shift. And I'm talking from stock owners saying, you know, this has to change to the actual community saying enough is enough. A come to Jesus sort of mindset. I don't see it. I really don't. And we're going to continue with this drip feet mindset onto something big needs to happen. There has to be an activation moment to Forsaken One. They said, if you don't turn this around, we're going to cancel you. So we're going to give you vicarious vision. We're going to give you all of this. And you had a Forsaken. Well, that's why they gave us Kate already, you know, they, yeah. they showed, you know, so that's, that's part of the, the strategy, I bet. And everything. I'm hoping, I'm hoping, you know. Shadow, I'm so, really hoping. And bringing Nathan Fillion, like actually bringing him back on to voice Cause uh, Cade. Because he's expensive. <laughs> exactly. I, I lost my mind when they did that whole little teaser for Final Shape. Mm-hmm. Speaking like, of final shape. Oh, sorry, go. I was gonna say ju just the fact that they were able to get Nathan Fillion back, who let's face it, he's been doing amazing with his career just in the TV space. Oh, definitely. It it blew my mind. Mm -hmm. mm. I I do think mentioning final shape, I do think it's it, it like we say this pretty much every year. Oh, make or break, make or break. 
for seriously though, ten years, the culmination of everything Bungie have planned, you know, mm-hmm. is is the final shape. If they drop the ball, it's over. And I think Bungie know that. I I'm not so sure. <laughs> Respectfully, I hope I, they do. I hope, I hope they, they do. Me too. Me too. I want to be blown away. I want to be. I want to be able to say to my wife, "Here's a ticket to Mexico for three months. See you soon." Because I'm going to be in, in the corner with Destiny. I, I want to be able to do that. Literally, Off you go. I am, take the kids, have a holiday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> take, take, take the dogs, be at the beach. I'll see you in three months. And if I have a long beard, you don't recognize me. That's me. Here's a photo. <laughs> uh, like I'll I'll send you. You know, prove of life. Like I I want I want to have that problem. I want to be overwhelmed that when I installed Forsaken, I was like, what the hell am I gonna do? The fact that it took us 15 weeks to get a seal. Remember Chronicler? That every three weeks oh. we were like, finally, like we 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 can figure out what the hell is happening. Remember where the community got together because someone reached a thousand power light level. And we 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 wanted <laughs> and started throwing how the community got together or some of the dungeons with uh, Black Armory. Where is that? Labs. Like where is that? Where is that sense of community, man? I do feel like, the, especially with things like um, these major ev- uh, events and things, I do feel mm-hmm. like with the mass influx of. It's been getting worse and worse across the industry as a whole, oh. but especially in Destiny. But like this mass influx yeah. of leaks, like you, we can't yeah. have like cool hidden things like Niobe Labs anymore, or like the Whisper Mission is a massive one that people mention because, well, again, like you know, it's just the elite leaks. Like obviously, I'm not gonna go into things, but there's been yeah. rumors and leaks of everything from right. you know from Forsaken all the way up to. You know how uh, how Final Shape is going to play out, and that terrifies me to think of. Right, but whose fault is that? Let's be real. That's Bungie mm. API. You can literally say, you know what? For the next two weeks, the API is closed, and but Bungie depends on third party applications to do their work. You know, Destiny Ammo Inventory, all these other things. You know, that make life a little bit easier to play this game because their apps are subpar. Let's be honest. Bungie app itself part in comparison to the third-party applications that we have out there. Shut down the API for a month, let people adjust, let them be concerned about it, and have those things back. They can do this, but but they know it's a really bad business decision because again, and I again is if they have something out there that is doing it better for them and it's free, why would they invest any money to build it? So close that API down, bring count, you know, bring puzzles, bring all this crazy in it. Problem solved. How do you deal with leaks? You have NDAs in there. They have fired people before. This is not new. This happens in every industry. Leaks are not done by mistake. I have never seen a single leak that it was, oops, an error. One of the few ones that I saw was The Last of Us, and that's because The Last of Us 2 hired a third-party company to do their final editing for the game before it went gold. Other than Mm. that, those things are not by accident. That's API. Those things are intentional sometimes because you want to bring more awareness about your game, especially the last three weeks of Destiny for every season when it's literally almost dead, no one's paying attention. Those leaks help. It's marketing 101. You bring some attention to some things. You put some shiny things here and there. And then you have your population saying, I don't want to know about it. You have the population. They have some of the population. It's like, oh, I cannot wait. And then you have your content creators. Oh, I'm going to make a video about it. 
so it brings more eyes in front of the game. It's marketing one-on-one, literally. And then mm-hmm. once in a blue moon, you have those folks that sign NDAs that go to those private presentations and they may have leaked a few things here and there. But that is, that, that is common. And again, I'm not trying to be cynical here, but close down the API. But I bet you they won't do it because they have so many third-party applications out there who are doing so well for them that, you know, it's just going to be what it is. I mean, but, considering the... Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, uh, considering the community went into a frenzy, like, you know, forest fire levels of insanity when Dim went down for what? Like a, heart, like a day? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> if, they, if Bungie came out and said, oh, yeah, you know, for, our, you know, for, for the safety of... Uh, of the game, mm-hmm. we decided to close down the API, and pri- yep. you know, privatize the API. I guarantee you, pe- people would just ditch Destiny. They'd just say, "Nope, if I, if I can't use Dim, I'm not playing." I but know I people bet- who would do that. But I bet you, Vault, if Destiny would today will just say, "Hey, we created our own Dim. We're closing the API. You will have your Destiny two armor inventory in the game. You're gonna have same Dim. You're gonna have the other apps uh, like Destiny recipes available in game." No one will complain about that. People will be like, man, but it was cool to have. But now that we have it in game, time will pass. People will heal, but the API is safe. And if, if, Bungie, get... comes, and if Bungie comes out and says, but guess what, guys? There's lots of secrets. That's the reason why we're doing it. Their narrative will shift. It's only a matter of time. People will be upset, but, you know, it's the reality. Um, I, just, I just thought if we're getting an in-game LFG eventually, like, uh, you know, in the director, mm-hmm. what's to say they don't add an indirect vault? Like, exactly. Sure, surely that can't be that difficult to do. Well, again, it's a matter of resources, right? Because they're, the whole their whole spiel with them, it's the DCV or accessibility or uh, not accessibility, but the DCV and the game working with multiple assets, engine, what have you. So, again, one can make the argument: well, you to, you brought up the DCV to fix that, so therefore, my theory is that you have space to create these features that are out there, so you can protect the secrecy of the game. So again, if Bungie were really interested in protecting the secrecy of the game, they would have shut down the API a long time ago and they would have created these tools. In fact, they would have done the Amazon mindset. I will go to all these places and say, how much you want for them? How much you want for this? How much you want for that? We'll stamp our logo on it. We'll pay an intern internally to manage all those third-party applications. Problem solved. Whether they're not mm-hmm. going to do that because it's free and it's free marketing and it, and, and it, breaks, and it, and it elevates their game. So these mm. leaks, I really don't buy them. I really don't. It's marketing 101. If they would have cracked down, they would have done this a long time ago. Do you know how many laws are in the U.S., especially in California alone, that I can sue, I can sue the living life of your great, 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 great grandkids? And <laughs> they still, I mean, and it, problem solved. Most of the lawsuits, for example, like on the West Coast, especially if you file for a lawsuit, you do it in California because our law is so strict. If Bungie literally wanted to crack down, would have done it a long time ago. But I raised my case. Corn, sorry, back to you. <laughs> <laughs> Too many tangents. Bungie is definitely focusing on certain aspects of the game that they prioritize. Mm-hmm. Other things like security, they are, I think, starting to focus a little bit more on that, but not to a point where they're going to shut down an API. And I think that mm-hmm. would also affect other sure. 
experiences that they would lose out on. Um, but do I see that happening in the future? Maybe. Hmm, but yeah. I don't think we're there yet. You know, at least not in Destiny 2. Maybe in Destiny 3, they may not even have an open API. But maybe they will because it does benefit their benef- their marketing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Totally. I mean, or, you know, or they can, they can learn ways to not just launch anything until it's time. You know, and it happens like the day off, if there's a secret, you know, like a really good example of that uh, was uh, Whisper of the Worm. Everybody remember that? That fun day? Yeah. I, remember help, I remember helping on Xbox. There were 30 people on it within 48 hours of Whisper of the Worm and waiting for that stupid <laughs> public event to show up. <laughs> Everybody remember that? But it was mm-hmm. a secret. It was, it sh- you know, there was an update and it showed within the API that something was happening on the API that day. So people were, and it was found by a mistake. That's the beauty of it. They can still do things like that. Why they haven't, I, again, we, because of the present vehicle that's working today, that's making them, you know, a lot of money. And what's really interesting, and I want to quote uh, the director at the time, uh, he said that Whisper pay for pay for the lcs whisper of the war mission pay for the lcs uh you know the the ornament for whisper pay for the lc pay for all the things uh um the the pulse rifle outbreak outbreak prime i think it's called that's what's called outbreak okay i missed the name but uh yeah the mission with the fallen and and the old um and the old e1 power those missions pay for the lcs and pay for salaries and pay for things the fact that those are not around should show you that there is no need for them anymore because the plethora of money that's coming in, the influx of doing very little and charging more, it's happening and no one, it's really pushing that narrative. It's changing now, but no one is really pushing it. So if Budget wanted to, they would have done it a long time ago. They smart. They have probably the same, if not 10 times greater number of lawyers I have on my team. So they're not dumb. They know how to do this game. I mean, they're very smart. They're a three, you know, $3.5 billion company. You don't get to that point by just not knowing. So hard to be cynical, but I live in the in this world and I've seen way too many horror stories with companies and strategies that they do. And they're not innocent. I bet you that. They know what they're doing. So really great conversations. And I know we got one more thing to talk about tonight, Guardians. We have a Bungie weekly update, or... The Twy? I don't know what we would call it now. I'm a little torn. <laughs> well, what was that quote you had on the Twy? What, what is uh, it? As DeCross said it, yes. um, the Twid, this week in downtime. <laughs> this week in downtime, as we wait for that Bringing the servers back up. And Shadow Price, do you want to fill us in on what we learned this week at Bungie or in Destiny? This week in Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so last week, uh, we talked about, we're just going to go over a recap of last week. Um, mm-hmm. So last week's was the Ghost of the Deep re- Rundown, uh, the Bungie Rewards, and the new Dungeon Theme merch, uh, mm-hmm. the Marathon Emblem. Did you all get the Marathon Emblem? Yeah. And I'm gaming loot. Uh, this week's twid is uh, the new name for the twab is the twid. 
I hate uh, it already. <laughs> community fashion contest. Uh, Grandmaster Nightfall's return on the June 13th. Uh, Supremacy returns. We all owe a Cali uh, an apology. Uh, <laughs> preview and update 7.1.0.2. Collaboration art and player support and movies and arts of the week. So the first thing that we're going to discuss is the rebranding of the TWAP. Uh, it, Bungie went to say that it's been a weekly check-in between Bungie and the community, and they rebranded the Bungie Weekly Update to the TWAB in February of 2016. Do you guys remember that? Remember when it was, when came, was the Bungie Weekly Update, and then it became the TWAB? Like, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I remember every iteration. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. We all do. TWABs. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> and they said the reason was to keep the Destiny specific name since Bungie announced Marathon. So that's why now it's called the t Twid this week in Destiny. What do you guys think of that? It's so stupid. <laughs> it's such yeah. a bad name. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the name is, is bad. We thought, about, we thought the Twab was a bad name to it first. Yeah. Uh, I mean, to be fair, yeah. Twab grew on us as a community, so I imagine Twid might as well. But Well, you know, the good thing about it is that the shirts that I have that I own Twab, they just went up in value. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Um, that's part, that's number one. Uh, no, in all seriousness, I, you know, it's branding. It's going to happen, I, I guess. Uh, could have done a better name for it? Sure, probably. Uh, but I understand with Marathon and all these new IPs that are happening, they need to distance themselves into Bungie because right now, you know, Bungie at one point, they associated themselves with Halo and Bungie was Halo. And now Bungie is Destiny. And, you know, after this acquisition and all the expectations i think now bungie is it wants to be bungie like playstation is playstation but they have santa monica studios and they have these other studios that make games i think bungie is pushing towards that narrative of being we are a corporate gaming producer entity like activision and we also made these different ips kind of like activision does it so i i, I guess i guess good for them but i, I could it spend a little bit more time on that marketing sure on that name yeah but it is what it is so you know so yeah no i i agree as well i expected this you know at some point with bungie yep. trying to diversify into so many things mm -hmm. it's yep. something that i figured they would do at some point and you know yep. change the name and it's they're doing it now i guess yep. Mm -hmm. And just wait for the Destiny show. No pun intended. An actual show out there about, you know, you'll, you'll see. They're going to have another IP and, you know, and something different. I still wouldn't mind seeing, like, the, the, the like, the TWAB name, like, continue, but maybe change, like, this month at Bungie, like, where they can, like, show off all their IPs. Like, okay, so this month in Bungie, oh, we showed off this new thing in Marathon. We showed off this new thing in Destiny. Oh, and the new Destiny show. And then maybe a thing about Matto when that releases. That way, they could still sort of continue the TWAB, but in, like, a more yeah. overall Bungie way rather than just focusing Destiny. Yeah. I think so. It's a good way to promote their IPs, different portfolios. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, I just could have been a better name. Yeah, but eh, we'll take it. I think we have bigger issues to fry than a twi. <laughs> <laughs> Respectfully. Mm. Now nah, get you the know? pitchforks for Twid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Uh. 
Also, so the next thing is uh, there's a fashion contest going on in uh, Destiny, and Bungie is uh, expressing that you can grab the five pieces of armor that you got from Season of the Deep, and you can try all your different combinations out, and then you can submit them to hashtag Drown in the Drip for a chance at the Prep uh, Porter fashion emblem. And they go on to say the deadlines for the submissions are June 15th. Is anybody going to be submitting any of their guardians for this? I've got Good a few luck. ideas in mind. <laughs> Definitely not. 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 Uh, I'm not sure if I'll actually throw in my hand to the ring, so to speak. But got some ideas. What about you, yeah. Shadow? No, I'm not. I have no fashionista. I am not <laughs> yeah. a fashionista. Yeah. No. My my <laughs> skills are too good, so I'm going to remain humble and say no. So. <laughs> whatever you say dog whatever you say yeah <laughs> yeah no i i uh i think i'm gonna pass for this one um you know there there are some priorities right now in irl but um you know i i'm, I'm glad to see it back up again but i would much rather have a community event you know like an actual big community event and i will stick you know i will go to the end of that you know something like the bounty? something something to get us working together like you know i, I jokingly said the other day like right i like i would i jokingly said like imagine a raid right where you need like three hundred thousand guardians right and it takes like two to three days and every subset of guardians is working on a particular area of the raid and then you get to the big boss and you have three hundred thousand guardians all together working together to be able to actually get to dps to the big boss Imagine a ray in a final shape like that where the community actually defeats whatever the final shape is. Um, so I, I, I need that feeling of trying to figure things out or of secrets and, and that. So, I, you know, every time I see, you know, events like this, like an emblem, you know, it makes me smile because it's cool. It's competition. It brings good energy. But I would love to have that energy bring, you know, being brought over into the game for something I've else. Said- Mm. I've, I've said the idea of like a 12-man raid for years like when they announced oh final God, shape yeah. back mm-hmm. in that was oh, fun what, what year was it what year what did they announce final shape it was, was it last year? year yeah I, was, year? I, was it before I Witch Queen. They... a year before Witch queen before a year before oh, Witch queen okay. was I was yeah, i'm, I'm sure it was oh, earlier okay. than that i couldn't remember because mm-hmm. i remember the announcement of volk coming back and then oh yeah by the way <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I remember that yeah um but i was saying like you know with final shape being the big moment like imagine a 12-man raid because and people and people said to me oh but the, the, the bungee api can't handle it that's that's a lie because do you remember the 12-man raid bug mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. fun. and the strike yeah the strike and the raid bug yeah <laughs> 12 yeah. thunder crash titans nuking a strike <laughs> boss yeah, yeah. <laughs> i i, I... I think the problem with them bringing in a 12-man raid is balancing. They would probably mm-hmm. have some trouble balancing the encounters. Almost definitely. Right? But, but it remember, would be fun. But <laughs> remember the live event with the planets and the ship that fell down on the tower? And everybody got together in the tower and watching multiple instances. Multiple instances. Imagine something like that, but collectively we had to feed, defeat something and everybody goes in stages. Like, like there is this super, I don't know, power that is the size of our solar system, you know, similar to what the Marvel guy, I forgot his name, Galactus. Like this is a, 
a Galactus evil guy who is the size of the freaking solar system. And collectively, all guardians around the world had to figure out a way. And you go by stages in different areas to be able to DPS until collectively we have a live event where all of us watch the destruction of this Galactus type of entity. Bungie can do that. We have many worms out there who are still alive. We have, you know, uh, the Taken King. He never dies. We know, in fact, he's still alive inside of a weapon, the essence. I mean, he was one of the strongest necromancers before he became a Taken King. And he have evolved with, with you know, among sexes. We have, my goodness, we have so much out there available. We have, you know, we, we have- Live inside Whis uh, Whisper oh, of the Worm. Thank you. Like we, we know, mm -hmm. we have the Witch Queen who potentially can come back as a ghost and actually, you know, open the portal to all the things. We can have something so cool where the community collectively works together or like a three to five day thing where we all are something like the, the, the reason I last was so special, even though content creators were working collectively or the one with Osiris where we had to work 40 you know, portals to get to our actual quote unquote death. The reason why it was so special is because collectively everybody put effort into it. You know, Destiny Secrets was putting effort into it. Everybody was putting effort into it. And that's Every what time. made Destiny yeah. special. Yes, he makes yeah. things so special. I want, I want that special moment again. You know? Mm -hmm. You mentioned Oryx. Hear me yeah. out. Hear mm -hmm. me out. Go for it. A raid where the final boss is all three of the Hive Gods. And he takes five days to be give me that, bro. I will literally take vacation off for a month. I will install a shower in my game room. Let's go. <laughs> like, yeah, the Sabathun's worm is inside um, the freaking <laughs> grenade launcher, right? Uh, right, exactly. I'm not entirely sure. I think that might be in a different worm. Is yeah. that a different worm? Okay. I'm not I think sure. so. I'm not entirely sure. We need to pull up a live video. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. you know, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's that special. So, the emblem, you know, going back to your original question, I think Sorry. the emblem was. No, you're good, brother. You're good. I think the emblem, it's great, but who those is resources it, into the game? Isn't it funny that all these hive gods are like living inside the weapons? Like, you know, like some remnants of them. <laughs> yeah, because well, yeah, you can't control their power. You can keep killing. They, they want to keep killing. They want to, yeah. they want, that's the final well, shape. Oh, well, I just figured it out. Yeah, well, they're, they're, they're parasites. I mean, I mean, the, we all know, we all know that the final shape is the architects. We're finally going to meet them, right? Yeah. But, uh, but oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, they're parasites. The and Guardians so they, and Halo, the yeah. architects in Destiny. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the Divine Nine is watching all of this. You know, I always tell people like, you know, how do you interpret the Divine Nine? I'm like, well, if you have Oryx, the High Gods, and the Worm playing football, the Divine Nine is the people who build the stadium where they play. And so the Divine Nine, like, what's the deal with them? Like, like, my goodness, there's so much stuff to even trying to figure out what the hell is going on. The story of the Drifter, when we figured out, you know, where the district came and the gift that the Nine gave them, you know, with the Taken and Gambit, there is a massive historical thing that we haven't even tapped into. All we the high fourth wall when they told us to keep playing the game. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, it, there is so much rich things that we can do with this. And what's the holdback? So, even the final shape, I don't think we're going to get to a final shape. I think there's more story to tell. Uh, if anything, I'll be interested to see like a prequel to Destiny. Like what were, you know, before we were Guardians, what were the Traveler cool. like? What were the Traveler like when Fallen were the Guardians, right? 
um, you know, what happened with, with the, you know, with the story of Sabatoon before she, you know, when she was betrayed to become the Wish Queen. What happened to her story? Imagine playing her story from her perspective. Or, you know, imagine playing the story of, you know, of, the, of, of Oryx, how he, you know, when he expected his sisters to revive him as necromancer saying they didn't after he passed and he's put inside that weapon. Imagine. Um, so there, there is so much to see and do here. And I don't know how the decisions are being made and to what to pick, but there is way too many loopholes. And this expansion did not help it at all. Like the witness is a planet eater. Like that man eats legions. That's all he does. He consumes. He's he is like a freaking walking Leviathan. And you could have done so much with him. And I feel they made him too small to how powerful and how great he can actually is. The fact that he made him seem like a hunter. I mean, there is so much power to him and his disciples. Like mm. anyway, I can speak to the Costco home on this, but we're back to the emblem <laughs> massive tangent over an yeah. emblem yeah right <laughs> yeah that's interesting <laughs> this massive law discussion anyway the emblem the emblem you were saying fashion <laughs> fashion <laughs> guardians fashion fashion yep yeah <laughs> my goodness <sighs> tell us we're not passionate <laughs> To transition from uh, the emblem and all these, you know, hive gods, mm -hmm. uh, the Grandmaster Nightfalls are coming uh, next week. Okay. Uh, we're going to get a chance to get exact materials and adept weapons. Uh, the Conqueror Gilding node is going to be planned to launch week seven. Uh, oh. Yeah, so we <laughs> won't be able to do that for a few weeks af afterwards. And the first weapon that is going to be available for depth weapons um, is going to be the Wendigo GL grenade launcher next week. It's the adapter award. And then the loaded question is going to fusion rifle is going to be the week after that. And then a week after the loading question is going to be the Braytech Osprey rocket launcher. Mm -hmm. So what do you guys think about the Grandmasters coming back next week? I have oh. to ask, are you guys ready to suffer? <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to suffer for the loop. So for the for for the business side of me, uh um this is you know for the business side it's a good strategy because basically the fact that they don't give you the seal, it forces you to have player engagement weeks after the fact instead of just giving you your seal now, which I think is kind of smart that Bungie is doing that. For the gamer standpoint, it sucks the fact that I cannot get the seal until weeks later because it's gonna force me to log in every week or by then to be able to get the seal. All those weapons were sunset at one point and they're coming back and we are paying for this season. Mm. That's what I think of it. Osprey was in Mars with the strike um, over there. The nightfall that was in Mars, there was sunset. It. Lord of Question was actually a feature gun for the season, uh, like a powerful thing. And then, you know, Wendigo, we all know it was also a very powerful weapon that was also sunsetted. And this is the second or third time, quote unquote, coming back. And we are paying for the season. So those are my two thoughts on it. It hurts. It really hurts. Mm. It really hurts. So am I going to do them? The Heck yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, it's okay. Um, with all this, like, you know, with all these quote unquote new weapons returning, you, I do have to ask, 
do you guys remember when Bungie said in a 12, I think it was a 12 or a blog post, something like that, ages and ages and ages ago, when they promised, hey, ev- every year we're going to get a full refresh of like, you know, the gear and like uh, from files the vendors and, and stuff. And remember and when Bungie that? said that? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Where is it? <laughs> <laughs> remember when and- Bungie said, oh yeah, and brand new uh, PvP map every year? Where is it? Oh boy. Yeah, that, yeah. One, that one stings a little. <laughs> and where are my factions at? Oh, oh man. don't even start, dude. I want to like, pledge allegiance to your monarchy. Like, where are my factions at? Like, I, I you know what's so sad that I could put an ornament now and people are like, where's that from? You can get it. Yeah. Like, yep. it's, it's really hard for me to explain that. Like, like Again, there's so much richness to this game, and we we have a little bit of a shell. But our factions, you know, which you know goes back to you know to um uh to the Nifles now, uh, the Grandmaster Nifles is my my question to to gamers is like, are we having fun with these, other than we just do them because we know we can get this is the only fastest way to get materials? Like, do we are we finding enjoyment in doing this and going after the same thing we already have because it's been sunsetted? Like. For you guys, do you guys look forward to this? Is this something that you call fun? Or, I, or, or, or like me, I'm just doing it because I know I need to complete my collections. It's like, quote-unquote, new weapon. But I don't, I don't get any sort of, wow, new joy out of this. Do you guys get that? Like, what do you guys think about Grandmasters yourselves? Like, is this something I you mean, look forward to? I mean, to be honest with you, not particularly. It's less of a, oh boy, grandma's. It's it's more. It's not that anymore. It it, it hasn't been that for years. It's got yeah. to a point now with grandmasters where it's less of an enjoyment factor and more of a, okay, I'm locked mm-hmm. under power. This is a good way to see if I've still, you know, it, it, I use it as like a mental tester for myself for mm-hmm. survivability to prep for like a world's first essentially okay like that's all it is for me at this point like because i'm fair. locked under power i know okay this is a very close experience to what i'm gonna get in a day one raid if i really want to push myself i'll drop my light even lower you know grab an item from mm-hmm. the vault or something drop myself 40 below or something to really push myself to like you know the hardest i can make it just so i'm used to that difficulty it, it, as, as a prep for a world first that's literally all it is to me at this point that okay. and some and a few seven shots along the way <laughs> i hear you yeah i look at it more mm. like a prep how about you guys what are your thoughts I'm just curious yeah i mean i i can uh, agree with some of that i mean i don't fun is a subjective word when it comes to grandmasters <laughs> um i kind of just do it just because yeah, other cool. people ask yeah, like, hey, you want to do it? And I'm like, sure, okay. Let's okay. uh, let's let's go do some uh, farming, or let's see if we can get some uh, good rolls and stuff. So, yeah, yeah. I hear you. See, I think for me, I'm in a little bit of a different ballpark. Okay. I've done some of them. Mm-hmm. I've done all of them. Okay. I've done enough to guild my title. So I don't know what that means. But mm-hmm. that being said, I still have a lot of god roll things that I'm missing in terms okay. of adept weapons. So I still see value in playing the activity. And then on top of that, mm-hmm. you can re-guild your title 
So there's right. additional reason for you to play the Grandmaster if you're a completionist and you want to chase that mm-hmm. end game. Um, yeah. But also they, they have new perks now, right? Like, so while it may not have as much meaning, but having the extra perk that you can get on those weapons mm-hmm. gives you more interesting combinations to try out, you know? Okay, that's fair. It's not the best thing they can do because right. at, at the end of the day, a nightfall is a nightfall. And if we've been playing the nightfall for how many years now, mm-hmm. it's only going to be fun for so long before it becomes right. Right. kind of a chore, right? Because like right. for me, I'm in one ballpark because I just hadn't really focused on that part of the game. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I feel like a lot of people have beat them and they will be in a different spot than I'm right. I, I how about you uh, e i have only ever completed one grandmaster okay and it was Counter because guard. my friend drug me through it um uh, i i don't ever feel like it's something that i need to go out and mm-hmm. really try and accomplish mm-hmm. gotcha because, uh, you know, I Corn, you talked about this a couple of podcasts ago, but you, you mentioned something about Gilded titles. And I, I think for me, has lost their meaning a little bit. Like you imagine, for example, like all the Gilded titles, like you can get each time you get a, a, a title, you can get like a new piece of armor or an ornament. And eventually, like if you have all of them, you get like a title called, bro, just take a shower or touch some grass or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, but something right, but something that makes you feel kind of special. Like you imagine, like you know, core, like you gilded your title, right? And you gilded all the titles for this season, and you made all the titles. Uh, and so at the tower, there's there is a special ornament, kind of like commendations when you level up and you get all sparkle and shining. Um, or when you when you used to do pristine naturals, you get a little aura. Imagine something cool for all of us that we invest so much time in the game, or having like an armor piece that said, "Hey, man, I I haven't touched grass." I got everything. It makes you feel kind of, you know, kind of special. And then if you want to put silver on it, you can put something like, hey, if you want to complete the full set with a different little color, you can pay a dollar silver or whatever. But I I feel that some of the things that we also have that we can go after has lost its meaning over time because they haven't evolved or they haven't given us a sense of like, this feels special. Thoughts? Mm. What do you guys think? I think, like, there's definitely an issue where, for the time sink, you're not getting your value out of it. Like, I, I, I was playing Gambit the other day, helping a friend get our feasons. We ran mm-hmm. into a fire team, like, you know, a full, a full fire team in the same clan of, like, gilded forge regions. And we all looked at each other like, that exists. What? Yeah, we're out there. Creatures are we about to fight? <laughs> like we were in, we were, t- we got demolished. By the way, and like, it, it, like genuinely, it was terrifying. And we think, okay, you know, players to this skill level, right, have got nothing for their time. Wh- wh- why are they doing it? Like, mm-hmm. do you guys remember the exotic uh, class items in D one? Yeah. Straight oh, yeah. up, if Bungie bring that back and say, okay, let's say you know you've you've gilded your unbroken or whatever the new crucible, um, Glor- glorious, glorious. That's the thank you. 
let's say you know you've um gilded glorious for three seasons in a row we're gonna give you we're gonna give your hunter an exotic cloak inspired by the red jacks or something or oh you've uh gilded dredgen we're gonna give you um a warlock bond that has like um like a really cool taken effect or something or like oh you've you know you've gilded um conqueror so we're gonna give you like zavala's pauldron or something you know just something cool like like hell like do you remember in d1 all the really incredible legendary cosmetics that the speaker sold just throw them in and make them you know the reward like if you said if you get you know conqueror gilded this season we're gonna give you um we're gonna give you anna Bray's hunter cloak i guarantee you people will go and guild i yeah. guarantee it yep give us Absolutely. cosmetics for our time because fashion is the end game my gamers mm-hmm. my guardians mm-hmm. like fashion is the end game you give us cool fashion you give us cool cosmetics we will grind for them just look at the chainmail, um, uh, the chainmail chain iron, from Iron yeah. Banner. Mm-hmm. I was I one rank away, and I was miserable that I didn't get it. Yep. I you guys still like... annoys me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did you guys did the 2500 death to get that emblem? On the 100 power level? You really remember that? I, I remember that, yes. It was the uh, early way to get... Um, yeah. yeah. Not a loaded question. So, it no, it, it's, it's a special emblem. You needed to get 2,500 kills and be 100 on the light. I remember getting 2,511. Why did I did 11? Just in case Bungie was trolling. And <laughs> But uh-huh. I lost my mind that season. Mm. I literally did, but it was rewarding. It felt special. It was fun. And I think that, um, I guess I'm speaking selfishly for all veterans, is like, we need stuff like that. We need something that makes us feel like, hey, we spent 5,000 hours on this. Here's a special thing, or here's a special discount, what have you. And and so if a brand new player says, hey, how can I get that? You gotta grind. Like, Elden Ring makes no apologies. That's why I love Elden Ring community so much. They make no apologies. When they say it's too hard, guess what? Get better. Practice. I wish we had a little bit of that special feeling in Bungie where, yes, the game should be accessible to everyone if you put in the time. I'm 100% agreement with that. If you have a disability, there should be mechanisms in place so you can do this activity so you can get those things. But for the folks who are dedicated, who are spending thousands of hours, all of that, there should be something that says, thank you for investing. God knows how much money, how many hours in this game. And here's something for you in that respect. Mm. Like I think, um, like I, I think it was Astacross that mentioned it. Like the like the I think it's like the Master Cloak or something in uh, Runescape. If you get level ninety nine and everything, mm-hmm. like yeah. that is an incredible grind, and you get a really cool cosmetic for it. And I think um, Salter Greppo made a brilliant point about it ages ago, where um, 
play um there's like a disconnect between the casual player base and the particle player base where like in other games if you saw someone with that cool cosmetic that you had to grind for or like you saw a max prestige player in call of duty you would you would friend that guy straight up you would send him a friend request like back in like not 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 sound old but you know back in my day you know in the halo days if i saw someone who was like you know max level in halo 3 i would send him a friend request and ask him for advice nowadays if you see a guy like that you tell him to touch grass what happened yeah. <laughs> like yeah. seriously like I, I yeah yeah absolutely back to grandmasters shadow sorry <laughs> yeah so grandmasters <laughs> guys uh yeah next week <laughs> yeah yay uh, also returning next week is supremacy uh, it'll be added to the relentless rotator in crucible and uh you're gonna get lots more randy throwing knives more than you're getting now apparently <laughs> randy's yeah. coming the edge transit of this season mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh... um so we all owe Callie an apology including myself <laughs> yep. uh Bungie shared the data and the stats with us in the last wish participation and kelly farm uh so players spent 2.17 million hours in the last wish raid during the last week of the season in the first week of the season sorry uh that is equivalent to 247 years of playtime and also the single highest week of total hours ever engaged in that activity bigger than the launch week of the last wish raid in 2018 so yeah i fully you know participated got all my red borders so <laughs> i what do you guys uh did you guys uh participated in the uh death of Callie over and over again yeah we bullied her dude we bullied yeah. Callie. And you know it's funny i knew bungie was gonna put something in one of the twabs too to to give us that this the data mm-hmm. because you know they're they're data nerds and everything mm-hmm. yeah i'm Looks going like back wanted right. us to do it <laughs> yeah i'm going yeah. back right i still am missing a few things so you know you know mm-hmm. that fomo type of thing and uh there are some bills that i want to test because one of the things i love to do is to create crazy bills um so i want to test a couple of things so i'm going to go back in there hopefully finish the patterns that i need so that's the there plan for go. next week for that's the plan for next week honestly hey, a few more times kelly <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Honestly, I mean, we're, not I... her. we're just killing the taken out of her. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's... exactly. We're yeah, saving her. We're helping. Yeah. Did Bungie acknowledge wanting to fix it or working on no. fixing it or? No, they no. just say, how about it? Yeah. Honestly, that's what I was worried about. When I saw the 12 and it said, oh, this week you owe Kelly an apology. I was thinking, oh no, they're nothing it. They're nothing it. I didn't, I, I didn't get all my red balls. Oh no. But no. That they they haven't mentioned it, so no, I think she's the one who owes an apology for making it take so long. Mm-hmm. Take yeah. hours. Dude, my 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 vault, not only my vault, my postmaster filled the warlock bonds with like a word with her. Yeah. <laughs> but I gotta tell you, I um uh last wish was raining on like any other. I still remember day one. That was such a fun fun crazy 24 hours that's fun i wasn't doing day one rates back then so yeah i I didn't get to probably experience that i i did and i beat cali the first day and i felt like i literally discovered uh you know the the, a new way to make bread 
And <laughs> so, yeah, it felt fantastic. Mm. It felt meaningful, you know. It was fun. So, uh, apologies to Callie uh, from the community. We'll be back very soon. Thank you. <laughs> See you Tuesday, girl. See you Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, next week, there's going to be uh, some fixes. We're going to get update 7.1.0.2. We'll be deployed on June 13th. Uh, so, the last switch deep sight weapon double reward mm-hmm. will be fixed to only give one red border. Um, so consider that um, basically a bank error in your favor. I think Bungie referred it to as mm-hmm. up to this point. Uh, the Vesper of Radius, Kepri's Horn, will also be re-enabled. So um, looks like their reign of terror has uh, subsided. Uh, they're going to be toning down the collective action perk in PvP to only a 10% damage buff, down from 20%. And they're going to get a bigger, bigger reticle for the Mercurial Overreach Comp Sniper because it has a tiny little reticle on it. I could still get snipes with it pretty easily, though. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys, what do you guys think of these? I'm just happy my sun braces are being fixed. <laughs> about, about time. Oh, yeah. About yeah. time. Uh. And... Uh, you know, it's I, I recognize too that it must be difficult to test all things in a live environment because you know it's very it's a testing environment is very different than a live environment. But I'm glad that at least some things are are you know are are being fixed as it should be. Uh, I do recognize we have a plethora of of issues, and I was hoping to see more fixes to non-bugs. I know that one crucial right now is the dungeon. If you're soloing the dungeon, the boss will freeze on you and kick you out. Um, oh, really? or, yes uh, or sometimes um you pick up the symbol but the symbol after you know after you kill the hive and you're going to put the symbol as a solo player um when you pick up the 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 deep side you won't be able to insert your symbol so you die so you lost your solo flawless uh so there's a couple of things happening with solo players and, and i think you know i think part of it i don't know if because there's way too many asks for one solo player to handle or whatever the case may be but there's been a couple of things where the boss just decided to do their own thing. And some players have taken it an hour and 45 minutes to two hours on faces because of the nonsense that the boss would tend to do, in addition to the crazy health that they have. So I'm glad that there are a couple of things <clears throat> that are being fixed that are coming back. Good, but um, um, hopefully with the some braces, a lot of people can do their solo because there's some folks out there waiting to do their solo because of that. And I mm-hmm. hope that... In those patches, they address the boss doing that nonsense where, um, yeah, uh, the symbols won't work. Or she would just kick you off, like, hi, back to the orbit. So, I do have to mention, though, with Capri's coming back, mm-hmm. with how insane that bug was with Capri's, do you <laughs> think, like, for, for Capri's horn to basically destroy Iron Banner entire in its entirety, force Bungie to change the game mode, mm-hmm. and then disable the exotic. Do you think Capri's has single-handedly, in one week, knocked Telesto off its pedestal for the buggiest uh, thing in the game? I'm going re- I'm gonna, I'm gonna to re-answer that with Force Horsemen. <laughs> you know what I'll give you, I'll, you know what doc I'll give you that I'll give you that like I mean I'll report I'll respond you know again I, I I I cannot speculate how long it takes to fix a bug let alone the engines I know I remember reading uh I, I think 
before, and you probably talked about this in tweet and uh, one of your tweets a while back about how how long it will take a Bungie to fix a bug in Tiger Engine. Like when they open it, they fix it, they go in, like it takes days or something, or there's been issues, and then the you know the DCV does some upgrades, what have you. So you know it's if if anything, if memory serves correctly, which we already experienced, Four Horsemen was in the same scenario, and it's back to doing his nonsense again. To some extent uh so i don't know um we'll see I, and there's always going to be a new crappies right I, there's always going to be something silly um so we'll see well I, have you seen the new bug now with stasis and and what happens with the warlock and strand yes, yes. It create like an like uh, like 200 threadlings or something yeah like it, so have you guys seen that corn and uh and shadow have you guys seen that bug i heard about it but I, what no, I haven't so, seen it. Corn, have you seen it? Okay, so just picture this. Imagine a Titan put, you know, the Exodia or the Titan, they put that wall up with the, with the grenades and it's like that massive ice wall. Yeah. Okay, now a Warlock will shoot at the ice wall and then throw the, the grenade at that wall and out of that wall, out of that mixture imagine 20 30 40 50 hashlings coming out following in you in pvp going after you oh my instead God. of the usual three <laughs> it is stupid which it, titan exotic is that uh, oh so I any or frost Z. yeah yeah whichever i mean you can still you can you can do the wall or you can still throw your grenade too but the wall makes it more strong because the wall makes it stronger because it opens the middle where you can shoot and the rest stasis but basically, a warlock, I can shoot that, throw my knee, and then you have 50 hashlings going after you. Fantastic. I kind of want to watch Atheon get to lead an army of hashlings now. <laughs> it's just, awesome. Just one time, the rest of them are strained warlocks. Yep. Just, I am Atheon times Conflux. Ah, bugs, get off, get off, get off. <laughs> just yeah. freaking out. Oh, so, my God. So, welcome to another Cap Rings, guys. And the twy this week. Uh, so yeah, you know, I gotta Jeez. say it, it's funny. I never ran into the whole Kepri's horn thing in Iron Banner last week. Lucky me neither. Lucky, not on my servers. Mm. Mm -mm. That was end all be all. So sadly, but yeah, it's it is what it is. I mean, it's a bug. People are gonna take it. At least we're not seeing the emblem traits. So that's cool ish right <laughs> oh. remember with trials so yeah the, the trial oh the trials casino they called it yeah the trial lottery <laughs> casino thing so at least we're not seeing that but oh. yeah uh court i'll send you a link of that book i i think you will laugh your butt off it's just hilarious, yeah, it's hilarious. It's to see but yeah that is the, that's new world gentlemen wow so to conclude everything, uh, Bungie has another uh, player support report. Um, so they said starting with week four trials, uh, June 16th, the emblem will no longer drop from flawless uh, chests for those who have not achieved the requirements on the way to flawless. And that those who have the emblem will be able to retain the emblem in their collections, but will not be able to equip the emblem unless they complete the requirements after the patch goes live. Uh, Bungie understands that people who rightfully earn the emblem must earn a second time to equip it, but felt it was a necessary step to retain the original intent of the emblem. emblem. Uh, 
Also, due to an issue causing the exotic focusing to not grant intended rewards, Bungie temporarily disabled advanced decryption focusing, and precision decryption focusing will still be available, though. And some UI elements in Everest will be disabled with released uh, 7.1.0.2. And note that the displayed price is the correct one. Um, so that's pretty much it, guys. That's pretty much the twid. The uh, <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Yeah, it's still so weird to say it. <laughs> yeah, it surely is. Thank you, thank you. Um, I think one thing that... Um, on the uh, that you mentioned there, the exotic focusing. Mm-hmm. With how buggy it's been, do you think it's been worth it? Because it seems like every week another bug happens with it. Yeah, I think you just gotta get lucky. I literally think you you had to get the RNG because I I've been able to do well, and then other people have done extremely horrible. So I don't know if it's a server issue, is an update issue, uh, you know, instance issue as well. Because you know the tower, you know, remember how the tower they limited how many people can be in the tower for one instance. So mm. I don't know if there's anything significant mm. to play with that. But we are back to when you check Eververse, it's back to zero frames. Yes, I'm yeah, so I, glad I'm not the only one. Yeah. Oh yeah, the frames are go down to garbage. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's right. Slideshow. Yep. So yeah, we, we're we're back to the to the Eververse frames again. So when it's not one thing is the other. But um yeah, no. I, I I don't know. I guess we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Crazy week in Destiny gamers. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. So Guardians, on that note, we do have a tradition on the show. We get to wrap things up and rate the weekly update in the form of spicy tuna rolls between one and five. So I'm curious, Doc, what's your thoughts? How would you rate this week's Bungie weekly update? I would say about uh, one and a half uh, because I was expecting, uh, you know, five being the best and one being the lowest. Is that correct? Mm Mm-hmm. I will say like a one, one and a half. And, and part of that is because I, I was hoping that more bugs will be addressed. Um, and, and again, because it's, it's affecting quality of life. Uh, some of the server issues as well that we're experiencing um, is becoming more of a norm. And I was hoping to have like a direct conversation from their engineering team or something. You know, how sometimes they bring those folks and say, hey, here is our pvp team talking about mm. blah 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 or gambit i was hoping to see something on those lines because it uh, the the bugs has gotten way too out of control so i was hoping some type of engagement in that capacity and and so yeah and the one and a half is because cool emblem cool that they fix some things but uh and and the twy i'm not a fan <laughs> so one and a half maybe two two twin rolls on that one very cool and Mr. E, what would you say? How would you rate this week's Bungie Weekly Update? I'd give it about a three. I mean, there's there's definitely more that I wish they would have, you know, explained, like the whole Eververse thing and, you know, other bug fixes. But I mean, it, it seemed pretty average. And Vault, what would you say? 
Uh, probably about the same, like a three. I mean, no, nothing extreme, nothing out of the ordinary. It, it, it as far as uh, twids go, still feels worth saying that. Um, yeah, nothing extraordinary. Hopefully, uh, next week they do mention the um, like, like uh, you mentioned with the uh, Eververse store frame frame bugs, as well as. Uh, the connection issues that a lot of people have been having this week because yeah it's it's not been looking good <laughs> connection wise um, I hope they do mention it next week though but as far as this week not bad yeah three and shadow price what would you say I'll give it a two a little bit better than docs um, you know there's <laughs> I wish they would have, yes, like talked more about the uh, server issues and things like that. It'd be nice to get that transparency, why things have been happening the way they have. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you know, it's like just it just seems like the right thing to do. Yep. You know, like if you're going to have weekly updates, you know, I think it's still important for them to keep their, you know, consumer base informed you know why these issues have been happening and things like that don't have to go into great detail or anything like that but just kind of you know let us know you yep. know so mm. we're not sitting here all like you know wondering what's going on <laughs> but uh yeah i mean there's some good things in here but uh yeah still weird name the uh, twid so yeah i'm gonna <laughs> give it a two two for the name <laughs> yeah yeah i think there really wasn't much here so i think i'm going to make it a unanimous two out of five spicy tuna rolls for cornholio uh for me personally i think that the updates are just too many bullet points they feel very uninspiring like, I feel when we do get updates, and they are really, like, massive, it's very data-driven, and it still doesn't really speak to mm -hmm. their audience, right? So I think over the years, they really lost that. Mm -hmm. And especially lost in that. an update like this, you can really tell, like, rebranding the TWAB, it's serving their company. It doesn't really help. besides them yet that's like front and center the first thing they talk about and they 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 have three paragraphs about it it's so like they talk about rebranding the twab but uh nothing about the uh the server issues i mean i think best dressed it's it's nice that we have an emblem for that <laughs> um it's cool that we're getting grandmaster nightfalls coming back i think that's a welcoming change especially for anybody who enjoys endgame content. Um, the Cali thing, I really don't understand what the point of that whole, you know, acknowledgement is about. <laughs> like, it was just them being cheeky. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's just as opposed to... There's really nothing there. Like, so... I knew they were going to do it. Even when I was doing it, that one, I was like, you know, yeah. yep. This is definitely going to be in a weekly update for sure. I mean, they did mention the statistics about 
you know, meet people actually engaged with it. So it's nice that they're keeping tabs. <laughs> um, but other than that, I mean, overall, okay. Two out of five spicy tuna rolls for Cornholio. <laughs> and Guardians, we have come to that time. We get to wrap things up for the evening. But before we do, where can we learn about our guest? Doc, do you want to kick things off? Um, so can you repeat your question real quick as you got a little interference? Yeah, sorry. No, where can we learn more about you and what you do? Oh, absolutely. So um, you know, on Twitter, I'm just, you know, just call me Doc Wand on but my wife and I we created something called Dos Realities, where we are content creators, YouTube channels where we talk about video games. And um, but our main mission is to um connect connect with folks about different things uh i'm a we're a toy collector so we sell toys we sell vintage things and by the way all proceeds go to charity all the content that we're creating youtube channel goes to charity one of my big things is that after you know i've been blessed with being successful in my life that everything we do is to give back um, last year we donated close to a million dollars um to community on housing food shelter uh, domestic violence prevention, um, um, veterans, and mental health. I'm a massive mental health advocate. And so this year, we already did started really well. We just recently signed a check for 160 grand uh, that's going to go to community. And so our goal this year is, uh, for those listening, you know, Dusk Reality, stop by, take a look at our YouTube video, like it, leave us a comment, because all that revenue is going to help community. We don't take a profit from this. We could care less. This is just primarily to, to give back. Um, destiny for me was when I was, you know, going through my, my doctoral work. Um, I was working over a hundred hours a week and my wife gave me, uh, my Xbox and called me down and was my therapy. So I owe so much, uh, you know, to destiny because of that reason. I even have a video about how, to, how destiny to help me deal with anxiety and depression, which I speak all the time about how important it's mental health for gamers. So if you're a gamer listening to this and you need someone to talk to about my mental health, I'm evil and happy. We have two professionals at home. We do this for the clan on a monthly basis. We have chats with clan members to see how you know they can improve with their mental health. So that's something that we love to do. So again, gentlemen, I appreciate the opportunity to be here. I've been a longtime fan and, and, I, and I wish the context of the conversation would have been a little bit more positive. But I, I think we have to be realistic with the current climate to where we are today because I believe we can do better. And uh, this game could be better because we have seen it. So thank you all. Appreciate it. Thank you. thank you for joining us. Thank you. Pleasure. And Vault, where can we learn more about you and what you do? So um, if you want to keep up with the stuff I do, um, at It's Vault Alley on Twitter, um, Voltali on YouTube. I mainly do Destiny content, uh, weapon rolls, that sort of thing. Trying to make sure that people don't waste their ascendant shards, don't waste the materials. Trying to give people the best rolls I think can really elevate their gameplay. Um, yeah. Um, so if you want to see more of what I do and maybe look at me suffer um, some of the harder content that I try and push myself to do. Um, like some solo raids, for example, I've been trying to dabble in that more recently. Um, yeah, um, check out my Twitch at it's Voltali on Twitch and Voltali on YouTube. So uh, yeah, thank you so much for having me. 
Very cool. And thank you for joining us. Thank you. No worries. It's been a pleasure. And Mr. E, where can we learn more about you and what you do? On Twitter, I am that underscore Mr. E. And on all other platforms, I was lucky enough to get that Mr. E. <laughs> well, congratulations on that. And thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. It was a real honor and a real pleasure. Of course, likewise. And Shadow Price, where can we learn more about you and what you do? You can find me on Twitter at ShadowPrice79 and uh, struggling in trials this weekend. <laughs> Very cool. And Guardians, you can find the Destiny Show podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're on Apple, we're on Spotify, we're on Amazon Music and every major platform. You can find us on the web at destinyshow.com. You can find us over on Twitter at The Destiny Show. And you can find us right here on Twitch every Friday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. And Guardians, thank you for joining us tonight on The Destiny Show. And we will see you dark side. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.